Blog Talk Radio. Credit to Nebraska. Okay, give credit to Nebraska. Good football team, guys. Won nine games or more for the last decade. Good football team. Okay, that quarterback of theirs, hell of a player, proved it tonight. Give them credit. I really am. I mean that sincerely. I'm speechless. Because you just kept fighting and it wasn't perfect and they made a play and we had to come back and make a play. Just awesome. those are the sounds of the innocence of youth and for al golden beating nebraska was simply awesome meanwhile the canes nation has been at its usual conflict as it reconciles a 23 point blown lead in the fourth quarter of saturday's game against the Cornhuskers. tonight the fans address all the questions But first, we have some questions for you. After all the years of struggle that this Miami football program has gone through, after six and seven a year ago, how can style points supersede the joy of raw victory? There was more talk about silly airline banners, both at the stadium and on national television than there was about the way that the Miami Hurricanes showed up at Sun Life Stadium on Saturday prepared for battle, about the passion that they showed, the precision that they played with for huge stretches of that game. When things fell apart in the fourth quarter, the Miami defense was without Jermaine Grace and Deion Bush, who anybody could make the argument right now are their two best defensive players by Nebraska down the stretch. What if the Hurricanes were the team that came from behind and actually found a way to win? Would the mood of the Canes nation be different? And as for those banners, i got to ask the question, isn't enough enough right now? The Canes are 3-0 and to start a new season. And yeah, until Saturday, when they beat a quality Nebraska team, any talk of a record needed to contain an asterisk, because it was just Bethune-Cookman and FAU. And FAU, which gave Miami trouble, did go lose to Buffalo over the weekend. So yeah, that was a stinker of a performance. But not anymore. I told you before the season that I thought this team would start 4-0, and now only Cincinnati is standing in the way of them taking an unblemished mark to Tallahassee to play Florida State. Isn't it possibly time to give Al Golden a break from all the anger and all the hate? Imagine if you showed up to your jobs every day with that kind of atmosphere hanging over you. Would you be as passionate about your work as Al Golden was on Saturday? Did you not see a guy 
laying it on the line for everybody out there in the stadium, at home watching on TV, who cares about Miami Hurricane football? On one hand, taking those 20 yards and penalties for running onto the field and jumping over the lines is unforgivable because, yeah, it did have an effect on the game. But on the other, wasn't it due to the absolute passion that those guys brought to their place of employment on Saturday? Is there any mistaking the determination that they have to win to become accepted at last? In this community this season, a year where they've started 3-0 and and they fully believe can be special. Here's how Al Golden summed it up when it all was over. All those kids fought. You know, at the end of the day, give Nebraska credit for the way they played. Uh, but give our kids a lot of credit for fighting, scratching, clawing, staying together, having employees, and then finishing in overtime. That guy, I mean, I give, give so much credit to Armstrong. I mean, he just played all over the place, uh, got out of the pocket, was 10, 15 yards deep sometimes, uh, ran, ran around, um, and just, he just made plays. And, uh, you know, uh, a couple of third down and longs, so we didn't get off the field. You know, any one of those, again, could be the margin in the game. We had a third and 13, I believe, and he scrambled to the near sideline. And uh, just, I mean, the stamina and endurance he had and the mental toughness, again, I'm giving him credit. Yes, there's things we have to fix, but give that kid a lot of credit. He's a warrior. Well, I said, nothing, nothing, and we're at home. That's what I said. I said, nothing, nothing, and we're at home. Don't worry about it. And everybody was relaxed. And uh, I looked over, and the whole offense was on the field. The entire offense was over here on the field, you know, out to the numbers. Uh, I think they wanted the ball. You know, uh, we elected to go on defense. And uh, obviously, it turned out in our favor. And Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of Canesport.com. And we once again welcome you to the fastest three hours in hurricane sports with so much to talk about, so many questions to address and try to answer. As always, this is your show, and it'll be driven by your participation. The call-in number is 646-595-2048. That's 646-595-2048. We have 100 open phone lines, so there's plenty of room for everybody to call in and participate. We're going to use our system we've been using throughout the season. If you're riding around and and you can't stream the show on your mobile device or your computer, we'll allow you to use the phone lines. Uh, We we have plenty of them. If we ever reach the point where we've got so many callers on that we can't have people listening on phone lines, we'll tell you. But with 100 phone lines, we should be in good shape in that regard. If you want to come on the show and talk, you hit the number one on your keypad, and that lets me know that you would like to participate. As always, we ask the fans on the message boards at canesport.com to submit questions and topics that they would like to hear discussed on tonight's show. Here's some of what they came up with. The Canes played the best game on Saturday against a quality opponent since Al Golden has been here. Well, that might or might not be true. That Florida game a few years back was pretty darn good, but I guess the Gators didn't really turn out to be such a quality opponent. I do think that Nebraska is going to finish the year with eight or nine wins. Uh, So, you know, yeah, I guess that would qualify. But the question is, have we ever seen so many things go wrong so quickly for one team? And uh, yeah, I mean, it really did sort of play out that way. I mean, that 23-point lead disappeared, and you almost didn't even realize it was happening. It happened so quickly, and uh, those possessions came in rapid succession, and Armstrong did a phenomenal job 
driving the Cornhuskers down the field. And, man, before you knew it, you know, enough touchdown plays by the Hurricanes got taken off the board. There were enough costly penalties on offense and enough breakdowns on defense. And then additionally, and you must add additionally, a number of great plays by Tommy Armstrong. And, yep, suddenly it was tied. And, yes, it absolutely did go very quickly. And, no, nobody that I've come into contact with the last few days can remember anything like it, maybe since um, that Maryland game way, 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 way back. Okay, if a game ended 33-10 or 33-17 with no craziness, would Al Golden have re-energized the fan base? And as you could tell, I'm asking the question right now, why isn't the fan base energized? You know, Why isn't everybody happy? That was a hell of a football game on Saturday, and the Canes came out on top. And you know what? They've been on the other side way too many times in recent years, and you've suffered through all that misery. Why would you not allow yourself to bask in the joy of winning now? I think that's a legitimate question that should be asked this evening. Honest assessment of Tyreek McCord. All that you seem to see from him on Saturday was chasing and never reaching Armstrong. The truth about Tyreek McCord is he's a good player. He's not a great player. And he doesn't have a history of making game-changing plays. So if he hasn't done it to this point in his career, not sure why you would expect it now. But he, the one thing that Tyreek McCord did bring on Saturday was a lot of effort, just like everybody else on the defense. They had their good moments, and they obviously had their bad moments. Probably more good than you might have expected going into the game, if you were honest. I mean, they clearly showed up more solid than they have in a big game in a long time, in my opinion. Uh, So, you know, that goes back to the point I was making earlier that, you know, maybe people are just being a little bit too hard on those guys. And, you know, for I'd say a good 70% of those plays on Saturday, they were sensational. Is it good enough to be a national championship team? No. No. Absolutely not. But they don't have the personnel to be a national championship team. Right now, all they could do is band together and bring it each Saturday to the best of their ability. And I think that when you set expectations for what you're going to see on game day, I think you have to set them at a level where certainly if the team wins the game, that that's more acceptable to you guys. You know, otherwise you're you're just depriving yourself of any enjoyment whatsoever. Okay, and if you think another coach is going to come in here and immediately win a national championship, you know, I, I think it's going to take a couple years to get the roster to that level. Next question is about the offensive line, and there's no question that they were improved on Saturday afternoon. I mean, amazingly so, both protecting. Brad Kaya, and in springing holes for Joe Yearby. But they still had a lot of individual mental mistakes and penalties that at times killed the team. Obviously, that must improve as the season goes on. What's the honest assessment about Stacy Coley? Stacy who? Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't even know Stacy Coley's on this team anymore, the way things have gone going back to last season and for the first now quarter of this season. Yeah, you believe that? The season's a quarter over. 
And Stacey Coley has been a non-factor. I mean, they're getting nothing out of Stacey Coley in, at any level, in, in any way. Is it more than just a string of physical injuries? Is he lacking mental toughness? Is he ever going to become the star that everybody thinks he could be? I mean, right now, that's Rayshon Scott. Rayshon Scott is a star. You hear me talk all the time about impact players. Rayshon Scott is an impact player right now. He's making plays all over the field, phenomenal plays. And he had one stolen from him in the fourth quarter the other night that shouldn't have been taken away. But it's a legitimate question. Why isn't Stacy Coley making any contribution at all? I mean, even when they try to go to him, he can't get open. They tried to throw a, a, a post to him in the end zone the other night, and he was covered, and it, was in, and it went incomplete. So one of the things that James Coley is going to have to figure out here as the, as the season progresses is can he get anything at all out of Stacy Coley? And if not, why not? All right, why does Tracy Howard struggle so much at times? And boy, did he have a rough fourth quarter the other night. I mean, he played okay in the first three quarters of the game. But if you're looking for culprits to that 28-point comeback, or 23-point comeback, rather, by Nebraska, I mean, Tracy Howard was in the middle of the action on a lot of those plays and was getting beaten, especially the one that tied the game and the one for the two-point conversion that, well, that's what tied the game, but the touch the, the the touchdown that preceded that, and then the two-point conversion that tied the game. Tracy Howard was beat on both of those. After seeing the drop-off when Deion Bush left the game, would he now be considered an impact player? Yeah, he's the, he's the next one I would put on that list. And I don't give out those labels very easily. But Deion Bush, from the get-go, the first possession that Nebraska had in that game on Saturday was impacting that football game. You'll remember, he made the big hit on the first series that set the tone for the defense and gave the Miami offense a quick opportunity to jump on top after Nebraska had the ball first. And Deion Bush was making plays all over the field before he went out. And I don't think it was a coincidence at all that once he did go out, that the play of the defense declined significantly. The poster suggested that he's the best safety Miami's had since Brandon Merriweather. And you know what? The way he's playing right now in the first quarter of this season, it might be tough to argue that. Is Jaquan Johnson ready to see serious playing time against Cincinnati? Well, he hasn't played a second yet, you know, really, or at least not a meaningful one. It's hard to imagine he's ready to go out there and play significant minutes in the first quarter. You know, I think you're going to be counting on Rayshon Jenkins and Dallas Crawford to do that in the first half of that game before Carter and Bush can come back in the second and contribute. But they're going to definitely have to get Jaquan Johnson ready because if another guy goes down, he's up next. Why did this team play so great for 50 minutes? Was that the best that they've looked in the golden era in any game against a good opponent? I think it would have to be. I mean, you know, people are poo-pooing Nebraska. Nebraska's not a bad team. Uh, Nebraska, they can run the ball. They can throw the ball. You know, they're a little challenged on defense, no question. But that's still a team that's going to probably win eight, nine games in, in the Big Ten this year. I mean, that's, not a, that's a quality opponent. And, yeah, the Canes look great. 
for the first three quarters of that game. And probably we're playing the best brand of football in the Al Golden era. What accounts for the fourth quarter collapse? Was it the scheme? A change in the scheme? Personnel changes because of the ejection of the two players? Were there missed assignments? Or was it simply that Armstrong started playing better? How about all of the above? <laughs> I mean, Armstrong was as good as it gets in the fourth quarter. And there were assignment problems. And the level of personnel declined when Jermaine Grace and Dion Bush and later Jamal Carter were no longer in the game. So, so much to talk about. Tons of topics. We've laid them out there. Sure, you have many more. The call in number is 646 595 2048. That's 646 595 2048. Again, hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. We're going to begin tonight in the 678, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? It's all good. It's great to be a Miami Hurricane. <laughs> Who's this? CD Wright. How you Hold doing, on, CD? You had to be you had to be happy the other night. You know what? I gotta tell you, I uh, most of you you kind of hit it on the head in, in the intro. Um, I mean, it, it's your team or it's not your team. I mean, it can't they can't if you're a fan and you want you want them to win and they win. We can't have it both ways. Then they win. Then you didn't win the way you want them to win. And then they got to win with the right clothes. And then they got to win. It just gets out of hand. Right now, silly. the Miami fan base is laughing stock of the country. Yeah. People are people are yes. making fun of the Miami fan base all over America. They show pictures of the stadium. The stadium's half empty. They show airplane banners flying in the skies. And they see a team that's yes. 3-0 and everyone's all up in arms. I I I'm I I'm proud of them because I was wondering if all the unity's talk was BS. You know, it's all preseason talk, blah blah blah. We're we're doing that. We're together. We're a family. Blah blah blah. And now you can start to see some of that on the field when things go down because go bad. Um, they they come together pretty well when things really hit the fan, and um, they weren't playing well for a stretch there at FAU. They got together. They said, "Let's let's get let's do your job. Just do your job." And then they, you know that fourth quarter, like you said, it was a combination of a lot of things that are very unlikely you'll see in a, in a typical game. I mean, with all those things that went down, and I was a little bit disappointed in how Al Golden um, and James Coley kind of. I, I'm I'm an old school guy, man. I like to get a fullback and a tight end and and get three yards in a, in a cloud of dust. That's not their game. Okay? They, they can't do it. I mean, if you go back, I, I and they, Al Golden would probably say the same thing right now. But that's not their game. If you go back and look at all the short yardage situations that they had in that game the other day, they failed on almost every one. I mean, they're trying to get one yard and they couldn't. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, I I'm just kind of wondering if they're trying to develop. Uh, Trayon Gray, um, no, I don't I mean, know. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with how Yearby's playing, I'll tell you that. Or Walton. Walton had two touchdowns yeah. taken off the board the other night. I mean, those two guys are playing good football. I'm telling you, the, this, yeah, offensive uh, line, this offensive line it can't do it. 
I, I, they're wasting plays, in my opinion. Trying to run short yards. Okay. One. CD, they had two chances to put that game away the other night. They had they had second and one and third and one, and they couldn't do it. They they ran both times right up the, the middle, and they, they couldn't get movement. They're not strong enough. They're not good enough. And, you know, right now, I think everybody should be, you know, singing a happy tune that they're getting the level of play and the level of coaching from Art Kehoe, because I think he's doing a great job yeah. this year, that to allow those guys to be functional most of the time, to put up the kind of numbers offense-wise that they're putting up. Yeah, it's an explosive offense. And, I, and Walton's a lot better than I, I, I thought he would be. i got to admit that. Um, that that kid can play. I mean, he he. I mean, he hits that crease, man, and he gets it another gear. He's a, he's an unbelievable player. So, anyway, I'm proud of my boys. They did well. They won. I just want W's. That's all I want. They don't got to come in with the right font on their jersey. They don't got to do any of this nonsense. I just want the win. Well, that's you're going to get new. You're going to get a new font on the jersey, and uh, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm trying to get everybody to rethink this whole thing. I mean, I, you know, I, obviously, to blow a lead like that in the last half of the fourth quarter was very distressing. But you know, my God, I mean, they, they did still win the game. Uh, Corn Elder did still make a good play in overtime, and the kicker, yeah, who I don't think is a very consistent kicker. Quite per, you know personally, when I've watched him, he hasn't been consistent. Made five field goals, including the game winner, which he just barely slid he in. Barely made that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I mean, good things happened out there on Saturday, and and then I just want to see everybody enjoy it a little bit. You know, all this unpleasantry is 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 you know this is the time right now here in September, going into October with your team three and zero to kind of like just enjoy college football a little bit. You know. No doubt. No doubt. Well, I'll let you go. Great show as always. Hopefully we bring it again. Well, I think we're going to bring it against Cincinnati because Cincinnati hasn't looked good at all. Yeah, so we've got two know, weeks they, to prepare. Yeah, they have, an eight, they have eight days. I mean, they have ten days in between games, which is, to me, a very good thing uh, because, mm-hmm. you know, that lets them kind of heal up from a, a, you know, what was a pretty physical game the other day. And they should be focused going to Cincinnati, which I think they'll need to be. Yes. Yeah. So I feel I feel a lot better about my team than I did before the beginning of the season. I was I was call, I was optimistic anyway, but it was good to see the main thing of the, the the unity. I think that they they you know I mean they don't want to be known as losers and I mean I, they, I know they say they're ignoring the noise and all that, but come on now, I mean they got to be hearing a lot of a lot of noise. That's got to be and their family's got to be hearing a lot. Yeah, there's no ignoring this noise. It's been way way too voluminous and way too loud. Yep. All right. All right. Have a good one, Gary. Hey, thanks for getting us off to a good start here. We'll, Not uh, a problem. Hopefully, you'll call us next week. All right. Six four six five nine five two zero four eight is the number. Six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Hit the number one if you want to come on the show. Let's let's go now to the seven five seven. You are now live on Team Sport Live. What's up, Gary? Who's this? It ain't nobody but Kane Kane, man. That's all. Kane Kane. Nobody but me. Kane one one one. The complainers do probably on your site. But we ain't gonna worry about all that. Let me help you out there. Let me ask you something. I just heard you speak to the caller. 
that the offensive line ain't strong enough or good enough to get one yard. Then what makes you think we're going to be good enough to win the ACC? Now, well, they're not good, enough, they're not good enough to play, and this is my opinion, to play power football against a quality front like Nebraska. So that's what it is. Okay, well, uh, I hope the rest of these players are that powerful. They are a finesse offensive line. They're not a power offensive line. Okay, so finesse, not power. Well, you know, I know Florida State coming up, that D-line, of course, everybody complaining how Florida State playing. They look like this, they look like that. It don't matter when man and Florida State get up. Everybody gets up for that game. I know they got Nolly, one of the boys from Hampton Road there here. He balling out. So do you think our offensive line is going to be capable enough to hold them Back from you know from them penetrate, or do you think they just average like most of the teams probably are in the ACC coast? You know, I I have not had a chance, Kane Kane, to watch Florida State yet. I I I haven't seen once. I I didn't get a chance to watch their game Friday night against Boston College. I can't give you an educated opinion about their defensive line. Okay, not a problem. Now I'm gonna move real quick. Uh, The game was good first half, man. I mean, they were just putting it down. I like that catch by Bray. I didn't even know he was even going to play that over-the-head catch where he had to adjust. That was awesome. I mean, that's a tough catch to adjust from your left shoulder to your right shoulder. Running game was good. You know, the defense did their part. Like I said, in the fourth quarter, me and my man Charles was watching the game, and we were just sitting there. I'm like, you got to be crapping me. There's no way that we just gave up 23 points less than 10 minutes to go in the game. It was unreal. I know Bush went out. Carl went out for the target and hits and stuff. But you can't have that. that. That's just unacceptable to go down like that. But, hey, we got to win 3-0, and and, you know, hopefully things are progressing, things will get better. That's yep. all I can say about that. And, uh, right. you know, and hopefully, you know, we're, you know, short down. And the running backs are good, all three of them. It's just like back in the day, you've been there long enough. You know, this one might don't run. So, Clay ain't running, but everybody had to wait. Go a guy hurt the next man, came in. When McGay he got hit the next man came, we got back. Back ain't no problem. All of them can make the league because they're just all athletes. And we know Gray's an athlete because the year before that, they really wanted to stay gallant. Now, what's wrong with White? I heard you tell me he ain't good enough. You're going to have to explain this to me, man. He's a 75 70. I'm not going out like that. And you say you don't talk bad about kids. That was talking bad about him, guys. What? I'm being honest. He's not good. He, he's not good enough. He's not. He's that sorry. So you trying to tell me they're Do you see them putting him out there? Man, I believe in doghouses. I don't see some doghouses. Well, if he if he's in a doghouse, it's because he's overweight. Okay, and he's got no business being overweight again. Okay, that's number one. And number two, he got beat out by a true freshman, Kane Kane. A true freshman. That's fine that he don't. Okay, but he don't even see the field. What does that tell you? He don't even see the field. He can't do that. Now that don't tell me jack because can't nobody tell me because even when Shannon was there. Then they had some people that was in the doghouse, and everybody knew it. People getting the doghouse. Remember, they said uh, White came out the locker room. Don't nobody talk to him. You can't have no attitude like that. That's going to put you in the doghouse. Last year, Tracy Howard, he stayed in the doghouse. He won't even start. Maybe now we see why he won't start. He got burnt a couple times, but your mouth will put you so far down in that death shot. I don't care who you are. I've been around sports all my life. I know it, and everybody out there listening to me knows. It's a doghouse where everybody is running their mouth and you're trying to destroy their program. And he should have kept his damn mouth shut. He shouldn't have came out there and said, I don't want nobody talking to me. When you do that, you're slipping wounds on everybody else. I ain't saying no thing, buddy. He's starting. But I do see he should get some rest. He got in one game, the first Based game, on what? Based, what are you basing that on? 
baseball. What, he could, what if he got in one game? Why didn't he get in the rest of the game? Ain't nobody do too much that Because first he's game. not good enough. He's not okay? good enough. Okay. No. Okay, the other well, guys guess are, what? That means the other guys are better. The other guys are better and they're average players. Okay, what does that tell you? So the other right, guys Kate, are better Kate. and they're average. Got you it. got anything else? I ain't going to argue the fact he, he just ain't playing. I don't know what happened to you, White. You know, it reminds me of Virginia. The he's never been left. good. Nothing happened to him. He hasn't oh, been he's good never one been day good? He's been on, you... on this football team. He's never been good since he's been there. Not one day, no. Nah, so nothing I, happened to him. I, I can't have you down there, but I'm going to say no. Nah, no, nothing that happened to him at all. He's just not good enough. And the fact that a true freshman came in and beat him out for, for second team uh, um, reps pretty much tells you all you need to know. Pretty much put the icing on the cake. Well, you know, I feel sorry for the young man. But they had high hopes for him. It didn't go that way. Hey, Hopefully he gets next, his degree. I hope he's going to class. I hope he's going to class. As long as he gets his degree, that, that, that's what it's all about. Next man up. From, Yes, if he's if he gets his degree from the University of Miami, not all so bad. You don't have to feel sorry for him. All right, Kane Kane, anything no. else tonight? No, nah, man, I'm about good. But uh, we'll get down next to enjoy the rest of the show. Hey, leave me on hold, peace. You got it, man. Thanks for being part of it, as always. Okay, let's go out now to the. You know, give me a minute here. This board is uh going a little nuts on us. All right, let's go out now to. The um, 404, you are now live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, what's going on, man? It's your boy, Uki08, making my first <laughs> appearance of the season. <laughs> All right. He took you long enough. Jesus. It's only yeah, the man, you know, been, water done. Hey, but I've been to every game this season. I'm a South Florida resident now, my friend. Oh, good for you. But it, so what do you see? Yeah, what do you so, think? What you got for us? Oh, well, you know what? You know, Gary, a lot of the things you were saying to me are really upsetting me. Like, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm I'm a paid fan going to these games. You telling me how I should be with the team now? This is my whole point. I'm suggesting. Yeah, to you. I'm, suggest- I'm suggesting. Listen to me, Gary. Listen to me, Gary. Listen to me. But, but, but just understand, me, I'm suggesting. I'm not telling you. It's okay. a personal okay. choice. So, you want to be mad so, and angry? Suggest- that's a personal choice. Well, it's not about being mad and angry. I'm an Atlanta Falcon fan, okay, when it comes to the NFL. I've seen the worst defense in the NFL for the past two or three seasons. Now, new head coach, pretty much the same personnel on defense. Defense looks like it's going to be top ten in the NFL this year. So my whole point is this. Al Golden's been here five years. I have not seen anything different in the last five years. Yeah, they won a game against Nebraska. You that's one of the worst. Wait, time out. Let me stop you, know, you for a minute. You that's one of the worst. That's different. one of the worst. That's, that's that's the worst. That's that's one of the worst Nebraska teams that I've seen in years. So I mean, Why? what if what if it, they didn't lose their first game on a hail mary? I mean, you know, they yeah, they had they lost their first game on a hail mary. But but you know, I agree. They're they're, they're not the typical Nebraska team, and and they're not as good. But the whole thing is, Gary. But what is, are you telling me? What what is the what is the they're on the schedule? The schedules are made. Wait, time out, man. Time out. Time out. Time out. Give me a time out for a minute. These schedules are made years in advance. They were on the schedule. Okay, you got to play mm-hmm. them. They're a quality opponent. Would you agree they're a quality opponent? Yeah, compared to who okay. they played first. How many first times yes, they are. in the Al Golden era have you seen the University of Miami show up to play a quality opponent and look as good as they looked the first three quarters of that game? I can't say many times, but uh, Gary, that's just like the, the game they've they never played won. against Florida. They've never beat a quality but, opponent before. And we'll okay, see what kind of record... And, We'll see. We'll see what Nebraska ends up with, 
But they've never beaten a quality opponent in these last four years. But you're already going to say that Nebraska's a quality opponent? No, I'm saying they're potentially I'm saying potentially they are. We'll see what their record ends up being. Um, but they're certainly a respectable college football team. Okay, okay, yeah, they are. So let me just say this, Gary. You're saying that the, the, the college football is laughing at us as fans, but it's wrong that Hurricane fans have standards of wanting to be national championships. A team, you know, a program me, that's played, you know what? Let me show you what I'm talking about. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Before you think what I'm saying is incorrect, go check out the Twitter of Kirk Herbstreet. This this guy mm-hmm. is the lead analyst for ESPN. In college mm-hmm. football, okay? And on Saturday, he is sitting there on his Twitter tweeting at Miami fans and making fun of you guys. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys. Mm-hmm. Th- you, know, you might want to save those banners. Things are looking pretty good. Ooh, on second thought, you might want to fly those banners again. I mean, he's sitting there cl- it's like it's like some kind of clown act or something. Okay. You don't find that embarrassing? I think it's embarrassing. You know, I, I think, think it's embarrassing. embarrassing. Well, we've been you've got, you got a we've national been, but, but, telecast. On on college football, and they're showing video of uh, banners flying over the stadium, criticizing the coach. What other coach in America is having to deal with that right now, in the middle of the season with and 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 with his team three and zero? I mean, come on, man. I mean, these guys that are doing this are embarrassing everybody. The natives are restless, Gary. We, this is the thing. You hi, you fired Randy Shannon because he wasn't living up to Hurricanes football standards. Now you're telling us now that this is not – in five years, this team is not ready to play for a national championship and that we need to lower our expectations because of what? Gary, this not is what I said. Five, this, is, this, this is nine I years of the same class. This, this I, is, never said, this the, this, I never this said that. Nine years of the, <laughs> I never said lower your expectations. But that's pretty much what you were saying, Gary. I said stop disrespecting like, if, the coach who's, who's who's trying to do his job and shouldn't have to show up to the workplace being disrespected Gary, like that. Gary, he makes, he, he, makes oh, he, he makes a pretty decent damn salary. Nobody should be feeling sorry for how though. I'm not saying feel sorry for him. I'm saying respect no, him. And when you and, and, and when you and when you did you not and, see and, and, him? Pouring his heart out on Saturday, I know he's being paid to do it, but could a, a human being be more engaged in that game the other day and just passionately behind trying to find some way to win it? I mean, give, I mean, I'm just saying the guy's got the team three and zero going to Cincinnati. If they take care of business there, they're going to be four and zero going to Florida three, State. We've been, and we've and we've been three and zero under him before, right? Yeah, but give them, give it a chance. Yeah, uh, if, but I'm saying we've been we've been three we've been three we've been three. You can bring the damn Air Force in, okay? We've been we've been three and zero under him. We've been three and zero under him before, right? We've been hell under Randy. I think we did we like almost go seven and zero or something like that, or something crazy. What were the yeah, results? But you're anticipating the disaster before it happens. If it happens, bring the Air Force in. Okay, <laughs> no arguments whole, for me whole, on that. The whole, okay? whole thing is you can't, but you can't fault but, a fan base for not believing. Gonna, they're three and zero, and they're, they're looking pretty darn good. The quarterback looks pretty good. The running back, you've got two new running backs that are phenomenal, the and a third that everything thinks is phenomenal. They can't get on the field. The receivers are making plays. Rayshon Scott's catching nine balls in a game and making plays all over the field. 
Herb Waters is making plays. You've got young kids developing. Lawrence Cager's out there making plays. The joke who earned it. I'm here to take up for the for the fans Okay, but I'm here to take up for the fans who not just who who. who, who I'm here to take up for the fans. Oh I'm my here God. to take up for the fans that don't want to settle for this crap. And I'm just going to say this, Gary. How is that crap? You know, you want to call it's okay the, for, You want to call the fourth quarter collapse crap? Yeah, that was crap. But but look at all the positive uh, things that are happening in this program right now. I understand that. Quarterbacks, I understand, hey, but it's okay for Alabama fans. It's all of, it's okay. Excelling it's guys okay. on top of guys. They almost have too many guys excelling all over mm. the field. Okay. Kyrie Brady. But it, I mean, you've got okay. guys coming off the third team that are going out on the field on game day and making plays. They're not dropping yeah. balls. Yeah. They're not, you know, I hear they're you. productive I hear you, Gary. I mean, come on, man. Look at I, the job James, James Coley is doing. I mean, yeah. he had a couple okay. moments. Maybe he could have done a couple things better. But he's a better offensive coordinator today than he was a year ago. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, Gary. But like I said, the, the, eyes, the, the, the eyes don't lie, Gary. The eyes don't lie. Quarters the other night, Uki. Then you've seen them play in a long time. Okay. Well, excuse yeah. me for not being the press and impressed for them beating Bethune Cookman, FFAU, and a crappy Nebraska team. Schedule in front of you. Okay. Blame the athletic department for scheduling Bethune Cookman. But every team in the country plays a game or two like that. You could only play the teams in okay. front of you on the schedule. Mm-hmm. And let me ask you this, and I want an honest answer. Did that team, and okay. you said you were there for the first three quarters the other night, not look better in a meaningful football game than they have looked. They look great against Nebraska. They look great against Nebraska. They look like how I thought they should look like because I knew Nebraska was garbage. But what happened in that second half was just unfeasible. Just give them a little credit for it. That's all I'm saying. All right, you got anything Gary. else for us? Uh, I'm good, Gary. Have a good night, man. All right, man. Hey, thank you. Leave me a hope. Thank you for being part of the show. You know, there's just so, you know, so, so much to be positive about. I'm not saying don't point out the negative things. I mean, I just got done yesterday, so I spent six hours (laughs) dissecting every single play and every single movement of every player on the team. There was good and bad. I put it in that article that was on canesport.com. I mean, I'm not saying don't, you know, analyze or whatever, but my man, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, guys. There's a lot of good stuff going on here. Is it ready to win the national title? No. But you know what? Alabama's not ready to win the national title either. And a lot of other teams out there around the country aren't ready to win the national title either. And hopefully Miami will get there sooner than later. No argument that they're not there now. Let's go out to the 305. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing, Gary? Hey, what's up, Shmira? How you doing this week? I'm doing all right. You know what, Gary? I always come on for the last six weeks or whatever long, and I've been very critical of this team. I actually really liked what I saw on the field last Saturday. I really did. I thought you saw a lot of positives. I think you saw a team out there prepared, ready to play. I mean, unfortunately, the end, and you, by the way, and you did not see a team, Golden did not take his foot off the medal, and he just kept going, and he wanted to score more points. You didn't see conservative play, and they just kept going for it. They had a lot of unfortunate things happen to them. You know, two touchdowns taken off the board with suspect calls. The Rashawn Scott catch would have ended the game. You know, if Kaya doesn't throw the interception in the end zone, that would have ended the game. But you got to give the guy credit where credit's due. I mean, that was a very prepared team. 
and they played just about as well as I've seen them play in years or just about as good as I've seen a team play this this year, to be honest with you. That's, I mean, That's why I'm giving I, them the credit. I'm trying yeah, to give them the credit. And I, and I, you know? I give them a lot of credit. I came on last week and I mentioned, you know, why doesn't Kaya go under center on third and one, fourth and one? Why are they always in a shotgun? You know, that kind of has me a little bit mind-boggled. I think they did it once in overtime. But other than that, I mean, I think it's very hard to gain any momentum, you know, on these third and shorts, you know, not going under center. And that kind of bothered me. But, I mean, I thought Coley did a great had, – had a great – a really good uh, – Game plan, we're coming into the game, and you saw a great product on Saturday. Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. I mean, they, they have some adjustments they're going to have to make on some of those short yardage situations. Yeah. I, you know, I think they're going to have to look at what you just talked about. I think they're going to have to look at maybe their audible system. I saw Nebraska putting eight guys in the box and adjustments that maybe could have been made that weren't. So they're going to have to look at a lot of those little things and, and clean them up and, and consider some other options and stuff. But overall, the entire product – I thought it was phenomenal the other day. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say the game atmosphere wasn't exactly up to the hype as I people, probably The people that were there were dying. I mean, it was so hot. Dying of heat. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, they went well, inside. I mean, you know, they have all those hospitality areas now with air conditioning right. and TV. People just go yeah. inside. Yeah, no, I was in the club level, and when I would pop out, I mean, that <laughs> they, the, the crowd looked a little bit sparse, but, I mean, you can only – can only control so much, I guess. Um, gosh, what was I was going to bring up a good point, and I told her, oh, you know what? I liked uh, Cager looked like he had a little bit of athleticism out there. And I don't think that they substituted as much last week, except for when they had to, with Grace going out and Deion Bush. I didn't see as much substitution going on as in past, and I think that's – I agree. Right, and much- also the offensive line. You saw a lot of – and the offensive line played really well. They kept Kaya pretty as clean as they possibly could. I mean, I was very discouraged after the FAU game. And I, I really liked what, we saw, what I saw on last Saturday. Yard Kehoe's doing a great job with those kids. Gary, my, uh, my Pagano uh, thought is gaining a little steam, huh? <laughs> well, yeah, because he turned down, not because anyone's talking to him or anything, but no, I mean, it does look like the chances are live that this could be his last year in Indy. Yeah. So we'll see. Just just remember, you you put – I remember you put an asterisk next to it. Just remember who told you first. I mean, listen, I'm not ready to sit here and say Golden's going to be – this is going to be the turnaround year because historically over the last 10 years, Miami normally does pop out to a 5-1, 6-1 record and then normally kind of explode on the downside in November. And there's normally not – you know, we haven't seen consistency in the past and they could go throw a stinker against Cincinnati and maybe they'll pull it out, but – just not a consistent game. So we've seen this before, but I mean, you know, they, I'm very encouraged. They can't do it. They, they can't let that happen. And if they do, then everybody's uh, disdain is going to be very well justified. You yeah, know, I'm, I mean, just, you might... I'm just trying to reason with guys. I mean, I just, I see way too many miserable people out there. And it's yeah, so unnecessary. It's, it's so unnecessary. I mean, I remember I'm normally very negative when a lot of people were kind of in the middle because I saw an unacceptable product out there. I finally see a good product, and it seems like even more people are more negative now when you saw a dominant team. I mean, I mean, you mentioned earlier, by the way, you said, you know, this is not a national championship team. It not, you know, obviously it's not, but if you look at, if you look at Miami's schedule, and let's, let's, like, let's not get ahead of ourselves, but if you look at Miami's schedule, is FSU that great? 
who would who is Miami going to face this year that they won't have just as much talent with? Or you know, I say they'll match up with anyone. So really, they shouldn't the op- have the any op- stinkers. But yeah, I mean, so I mean, let's see. I'm not I'm not gonna, but I'm not gonna come on here and rag on the team and guy that Mark Walton looks great, even though that that uh, they got that the touchdown taken off the board. But wow, he is smooth. He looks great. If you ask me. I'll keep it positive. All right, Robert, you got, any, you got anything else this week? Uh, no, I'll, I'll keep it positive. I normally, you know, I've been very negative, so I'm just going to stay with on a good tone. And I just hope to see a nice game next Thursday, and let's just move on from there. And then we got a big one the week after that. So let's just keep it to that. You got it, man. Hey, thanks, as always, for being part of the show. All right, Gary. Have a good night. You too. All right, 646-595-2048 is the number. Hit the number one on your keypad if you would like to come on the show. Uh, let's go out now to the 754. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. What's happening, Gary? How you feeling? I'm doing good. Who's this? This is Jerome, man. Yeah, I, I call you. I'm from uh, uh, over here in West Park, man. Long-time Hurricane fan, 1970. Games played on Friday night at the Orange Bowl, and crowds, they, they think the crowds were small then. <laughs> now, they, you should have seen them back then, you know. And uh, when Chuck Foreman and, and Burgess Owens and guys like that, uh, uh, Dennis Harris and Reuben Carter, those great guys. You know, Gary, we had good players, but we just didn't have enough of them back then to see where we, you know, to, to come. I, I didn't even see that national championship team coming, you know, as I followed the Kings throughout the years in 1983, and the, to where we are now, moving fast forward to where we are now, a lot of fans are just, you know, it's, it's you, you're right, Gary, they need to calm down, man, I mean, you could you can hatch, hash that game up as much as you want to, but bottom line is, the big picture is, you want, we want, that's the big picture, we always want to try to stay focused on the big picture, Gary, and that's where a lot of Kane fans lose it. They want a victory that looked good and all of this and a lot of points. But, Gary, I, I, take, I take it like this here, man. If I just see improvement as we go along the way and everything, I know that fourth quarter was a disaster, but, the, you know, we still prevailed, and that, that, you know, that was a game we could have lost. And you know something, Gary, they say, Kane fans will say that they felt like we lost the game. Do you think for a moment Nebraska felt like they won the game? No. Do you think they, you know, like they won the, the, the game? The fourth quarter was a disaster, but look at everything that happened. You know, Walton gets the touchdown taken down. Um, mm-hmm. The Rashawn Scott pass play gets nullified. Yep. You know, those, the, the two safeties get ejected. They had fourth down, and he, he they had a, a corner blitz on. With Corn Elder, he goes flying right by Armstrong, and then right. he throws a 22-yard tw- rope <laughs> into the end zone and, and hits it for the touchdown. If, if somebody gets yeah. a hand on that on that ball and knocks away, game's over. No overtime. You know, you got a nice eight-point win. On fourth down. Everything's on fourth it, down too. Yeah, I mean everything just went wrong. <laughs> I mean it was just a snowball yeah. <laughs> effect of of everything going wrong. How about the you know I mentioned earlier the two the two short yardage plays. Second and one mm-hmm. and third and one, you know, yeah. it, it just it just went on and on and on. If they just convert one of those, exactly. Nebraska probably and, doesn't and get, tie the game. You know, but you know something, Gary. I know 
we lost Gus Edwards for the season and everything. And I know we, I hear I hear you when you say the line is a finesse line. But Gary, football is a game of situation and certain situation we have to have somebody groom and and uh for that particular situation. The great Don Shula back in nineteen seventy two, he made the the great decision to say, Hey, Mercury Moore is a guy who can change the scoreboard real quick, so he's gonna be running first and second down alongside Larry Johnson. But third down, I'm bringing in Jim Kitt because he's going to be the better pass blocker. He's going to be the one to step out the best receiver, and he's the one who's going to get the tougher yard for me. So this is where yeah, I just we, we I just still, don't think they have anybody to bring in to do that. I, I you know they're they're a little I, light I, right I, now. I, the line I know I know start. I know they're a little light, but 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 you know what, Gary? What kind of frustrates me looking back on those past recruiting? You know, you know, you, you got to stay positive. Just hopefully. A bigger back. We got to land more bigger backs, man. And they, they, the last three years, we we lost three pretty good sized backs to SEC schools: uh, Arkansas, Georgia, and and uh, uh, Florida. Uh, uh, the kids, you know the names I'm talking about over the last three years. But we lost all three of them. Those, the, you know, those are the type of guys you have to get for those situations, man. You know, and it's a shame we lost guts Edwards. For the uh, for the year, and he probably would have done a pretty good job on those short yardage situations. But I love the two running backs we got. It's just that in certain situations, I think we need we need we need that back who got a little more behind to get in on, on or to get that tough yard. I believe Treyon Gray, he has to get some touches there, even if they're kickoff returns or something. He has to get a touch in a meaningful situation. Uh, like I said, it could be special team. It don't have to maybe be starting from the backfield, but it has to start somewhere where he has to get a meaningful touch because this kid is a talent. And, the you know, the, the, if you throw him in there, that gives what we're calling him a little more uh, chance to be, uh, uh, the, uh, what should I say, to, to, to endure the whole season because you just take them two little guys and just, you know, get through ACC, they're gonna, they're gonna, the bumps and bruises are going to pile up. Well, know? the other night they had 33 running plays. Okay, well, mm-hmm. if you include the quarterbacks, really 27. Okay. 27 right. running plays, okay? Mm-hmm. Yerby had 17 carries, Walton had 10. Uh, mm-hmm. You you want to take carries away from them just for the – No, it's not know. that I want to take carries away from them, Gary. It's not that. It's just that in situations like fourth and third and one, and I know that they, they'll, they'll look like they, – Gary, I love those two kids. I really do. You but want I'm to develop saying, chocolate – for the short yardage running game is what you for want to short do. You, you want to teach them to get really a pass down, which he still struggles with sometimes. I know, and I know that's going to take take that's going to take time, but at the same time, coaches are paid to do that, and that's what yeah. we have to get. That that's a need that needs. You know, we have to have a remedy somewhere. Because Gary, we're going to be faced with that situation. Look at Duke last year. Duke was outstanding, but we we really kid ourselves to try to give him the ball on third and one because. He was the best running back, but he wasn't the best running back for that situation. And that's what we have to we have to have uh, prepared going into the ACC schedule. Because believe me, uh, the other teams that we played, they got an answer for that, that that situation. Most teams have an answer for that situation, and we're gonna look like uh, we're gonna look pretty stupid not having an answer for that situation uh, uh, when we go up against those teams. And third down, Gary, remember last uh, few times I was telling you about the third down, you were telling me not to be too alarmed. We got to get better on third down, Gary, because 
because uh, we could have had we could have had over fifty points on Nebraska had we been better on on the third down uh, thing. I, I'm yeah, and I keep not I keep looking at that, and and I I think it's a little fluky. I really do. I I know that time after time, and you know it's kind of hard to reconcile it that they keep doing poorly on third down in these games, but there's there's just like it's a penalty here, it's a drop ball there. It's a bad yeah. past here. I I, I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything wrong with their playbook. I really don't. No, it's not. It's not so much the playbook, Gary. It's just that we have to execute on the on the third. We got to get better at converting third down. Because Gary, when we go up against three out of eleven, it's not going to cut it against FSU. Three out of eleven is not going to cut it against Georgia Tech or You're right. Clemson. Or you know, we just we got to do better on third down. Then hopefully. This is something that we will remedy as we move forward. That's all. That's I'm just you know I got the hope, Gary. That's that's all you know. I, that's all I have. And we wait so long for a football season to come around, and then to come around and bring a whole bunch of negativity. It disturbs me, Gary. It really disturbs me, man. That's why I enjoyed the caller who was saying he really staying positive. And Gary, that's where I want to stay. Right now, we three and zero. I'm positive, Gary. And that's and why I loving. said earlier, you know, I, I and also on the message board yesterday, I said, you know, how about just chilling out? Let them lose the game first before, <laughs> you know, you get back to all the doom and gloom. And you know, I mean, it's a new season now. They've turned the page. They're three and zero. Exactly. Cincinnati's next chance to go four and zero. See what happens. Yeah. All right, hey, you got anything just else keep for me on hold, man? You you have a blessed week, man, and I'll call you again. You got it, man. Thank you for being part of the show. All right, let me take a quick moment now just to talk a little bit about our sponsor again this week, FanDuel.com. A lot of Hurricane fans have been taking advantage of that Kane Sport League that's been set up at FanDuel.com forward slash Kane. And uh, my son collected some money this week. He was awfully excited and, uh, you know, said he'll be back in action again next week. I didn't do as well this week as I did the first week when I collected. But uh, a lot of fun playing fantasy football with fellow Canes fans. Um, in that Kane Sport League on FanDuel.com. And as you've heard me say in the weeks preceding, FanDuel is the leader in one-week fantasy football with more winners and more payouts than any other site. The money's real. They're paying out over $75 million a week this football season. $75 million a week. And, you know, you go out in there on a Sunday morning and there's all kinds of leagues, you know, and entry fees start at just $1. Anybody can play. So you have a whole assortment of leagues to choose from, even if you don't want to be in the Kane Sport League. But I don't know why you wouldn't want to be in the Kane Sport League. But building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back on Sunday and watch your team win. Um, If you know fantasy football... You can prove it at FanDuel.com. So go to FanDuel.com right now. Click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use Kane Sports code name, Kane, C-A-N-E, and sign up. And for every dollar you deposit, FanDuel is going to match it with up to $200 of bonus bucks that will get earned throughout the season as you play. So that's a bonus of up to $200. Um, so use the code name, Kane. Um, and, and that'll get you that bonus when you sign up. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's FanDuel.com. Sign up today, and thank you, FanDuel, for getting involved with KaneSport.com this year. And 
Kane Sport Live. And again, the Kane Sport League is FanDuel.com forward slash Kane for anybody that wants to play with us this week. All right, let's continue on with the show. And let's go back out to the 404, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. Yeah, what's going on, man? How you doing? Doing good, doing good. Man, it's rolling in Atlanta. Hey, Roland, Rolling welcome Atlanta. back. What's happening? Yep. What's going welcome on, man? So, oh, man, let me tell you, uh, I watched that game. I talked to uh, a couple guys, and uh, the score was 33 to 10. Um, there was no in the world. Nebraska should have came, came back. And Miami should have put 50 in those people, really, honestly. I mean, all the talent they got uh, offensively, they should have put 50 on those guys. And I think that I, from what I've seen, the, the, the three, I mean, the five years with Al Golden, and maybe I could be wrong, but uh, when you look at the team, defensively, I think that's where the issues are. And I never see Al Golden really getting in somebody's, you know what. Have you ever seen him, like, when, when guys make mistakes, I'm not saying he needs to be all up in these guys' faces, but there needs to be there needs to be some accountability, and you don't seem I don't you don't seem to see that. You know what I'm saying? It's almost well, yeah, like you make a mistake. I mean, let's be honest. They they haven't recruited so great on the defensive side of the ball. I, you know, the defensive line position is very average. I mean, the best is Chad uh, Thomas. You, and, and Chad Thomas know, is not developing. Like, what's he, going on? With no, this? he's not developing because he's not getting. No, he's not developing. You know, I totally you know, he agree. needs to be out there a lot more, and he needs to be out there the bulk of the game, in my opinion, unless he's tired and he needs to take a blow for a few minutes. But um, the defensive line is very average, okay? And it's hard to have a great defense with an average defensive line. And if you look at what happened in the fourth quarter when Armstrong started making all those plays, he had all he day. He to make most cases. All day. All, that's what I was yeah. saying. And, no and you know what? No one, pressure, Garrett. I know. And, and for one, no. Roland... I'm not blaming Mike D'Onofrio this time because, you know what, he was dialing up blitzes. He was springing guys in there. Um, you know, Elder, I remember one time, Artie Burns, he got in there an, an, another time. They were missing the tackles. They weren't bringing the guy down. You know, yeah, so but, if but, you're but, but, coordinator, but you're, you're not... giving guys – you're putting them in position to make plays, and while you're doing it, you're sacrificing something downfield – and they're not making the plays, you're you're screwed, man. I but, mean, but, but let me ask you, if, if you don't make a play, then, okay, let's say you're not making plays in, in first game or second game, or regardless, then you you, you go into to, to that week of getting, getting ready for Nebraska, then that, that needs to be addressed. I mean, Gary, we're going through this, I, I guarantee, Cincinnati. Miami, Miami, I beat Cincinnati, but I guarantee we give up 20 points. Guarantee we give up twenty oh, points, and that team that team passes the ball like crazy. I mean, they're gonna give up the, points. In the defense, man, you got guys, man. It's just not. I don't know. It's just not developing, man. Just, just. Um, you know what? They are it, developing, they're, but they're, they're the problem is they're they're reaching their ceiling, and their ceiling is not good enough. Yeah, I I totally agree. I totally. You know, agree. I mean, and, Calvin. I, like, let me use Calvin Hurdle as an example. He's a better player this year than he was last year. He's making a few more plays. But I mean, he yep. only had two. He only had two tackles the other day. I mean, two tackles. Two tackles. You know, I mean, what, he's what, better this year than he was last year. I mean, you, you know, know what? Cortell Jenkins is, is better. Hey, Cortell Jenkins is better yeah, this year but, than he was last year. He had three tackles the other day. I mean, you know, they're out there. They're getting involved, but they're not really impacting the game. They're not. No, they're not impacting the game. The D tackles. Honestly, the best defensive tackle they got is. Uh, I hate to admit it, is the freshman Kendrick Norton. 
and he shouldn't be. He should be redshirted. He shouldn't be yeah, putting you know, on the field right now. Had, of course, he's not ready to play. You know how many tackles he had the other day, and he played a lot. One. Wow. One assisted tackle. You know, I mean, they're getting wow. nothing. They're getting no production from yeah. that from that position. Kamalu, Kamalu to me is Man. one of the biggest I'm... one of the biggest disappointments in modern day University of Miami football history. He hasn't made one play yet this season. Not one. Uh, do, you yep. remember, do you remember a play yep. Kamalu's made? None. That whole D line. None, right? Garrett, you know what I wanted to bring up with you? I called you uh, like four years ago. I think it was about four and a half years ago. You were still doing it. So, and I brought up, I said, you know what? I said, Gary, you know what Miami needed to do? I know they was in a transition. I said, I, I said Gary, I'm going to throw this one name out. And it needed a recruiter. And it was Leonard Fournette. Remember I told you that, Gary? Yep. He's best running back Remember in the country. Remember I told you that? Yeah, it's great. Remember, Gary, I was telling you about it. I'm yeah, telling you, you, I'm only, telling you. And I saw him. Right? I, mean, I saw him at the rivals camps. Yeah, but he's, before he's that, funny. Gary, before that, way before that, Gary, my yeah, he's, he's great. Man, he's a, mon- a monster. And I'm I'm just saying, man, it's just. But you could put him on this team and it wouldn't matter because you still got I, the same problem. I, told, on the I totally agree with you. It'll still be the same problem. But that goes back to one person. It goes back to the head coach. So, regardless well, of. Well, it goes back to the head play, coach because he doesn't have good enough recruiters on that side of the ball. I, but let me ask you this. Even if he had good enough recruiters, do you think those guys are still developed? Well, you don't know. But, I, I mean, you don't well, know. here, everyone talks I mean, about development. Okay, I, I, you know, I think that that's a little bit overblown, and I'm going to tell you why. I think Hurdleu is developed to his ceiling. I think Kamalu is developed to his ceiling. I just think those guys are just average players. They're they're just you know taking up space now. Norton should have a bunch of upside. He's a true freshman, but he should be redshirting this year. You can't develop these kids properly if you don't use red shirts. I mean, he's out there playing, and he's and yeah, he's better than Mike. He's better than Michael Weish. But why did you miss on Michael Weiss? I know, I know, I know. That's a scholarship, exactly. Michael Weiss why? is sitting on the sideline. Why did you miss on not Michael Weiss? You knew you not, needed defensive tackles. Why even, did you miss exactly. that scholarship? Exa- that's what I'm saying. Totally so agree. Now, why Roland, would you... you're having to play a true freshman who shouldn't be out there. Over, and, he, and, exactly. and against the Prescott, he's giving you one assisted tackle. Yep. I totally agree, man. And he should be in the I weight totally room, agree. getting stronger, and he should be losing his body fat. And he should be yep. coming out for spring practice next exactly. spring, next March and be a total werewolf or be ready to start playing werewolf. Could you imagine redshirt and Kendrick Norton and, would, and then see what he would be his his sophomore, I mean, redshirt sophomore, redshirt junior year? Right. And by the time he really gets a, it a and starts playing great, it's going to be time for him to graduate. Just like it's time for Deion Bush to graduate. <laughs> you see how good he's playing this year? Yep. How would you like that Deion one more year of Deion Bush next season? Listen, I, I I totally agree. I you know what I know a lot of people kind of hard on um uh what's the linebacker uh we side linebacker um, Kirby not Kirby um what's that kid's name uh seventeen you talking about Gayat uh, no, oh, no, no 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 oh, you talking about McCord McCord McCord, McCord. yeah I don't, I don't honestly I think he, I think the kid has talent I just don't necessarily think he's coached up like that's what I think he has I think talent, the guy got he, talent. You know what? At the end of the day, he's a guy without a position. He, you know, he can't he, he can't play defensive end. He's not big enough, strong enough, and he can't play linebacker because he can't move well enough to play linebacker. So he's stuck in the Gary, middle. One, They're using him. One, one, 
One one last Thank thing. And think ahead. about think about this. When you look at Stacy Coley, Stacy Coley got all the talent in the, all the talent in the world. When you look at his, you look at his build, and you look at somebody like the kid Laquan Treadwell at at Ole Miss, and this kid is a sophomore. When you look at the two bills, but Treadwell is ready, ready, right, physically to be an impact player in the league. And Coley, which I, I love Stacy Coley, I think a true playmaker. But I don't know if he he's still about what one eighty five. I mean, I just guys are not. I don't know if they, I don't know what the deal is there. I don't know, man. It's just uh, it's a lot. Something's missing, you know. And 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 uh, I don't know if it's gonna be fixed under the current regime, you know. I mean, so. you have two freshmen making two catches, like Lawrence Cager, Tyree Brady making two catches. Stacy Coley didn't have one ball in that game. I know. He, he tried to throw to him, I, I think, one time, and he didn't get open. One, There's something wrong. <laughs> you know, know the crazy wrong. part about when they when they put him in the game on that play, they were like on a, I think it was on the, on the, on uh, the fourth on the four or five yard line. Everybody knew. I mean, Nebraska knew they were gonna go down on a slant. I knew it because they hadn't had him in the game. I, I don't know what the deal is, man. It's just. Um, but just to make a final point about what you were saying earlier. You're getting very little out of your defensive line position. You're getting, Nothing. you're not getting a whole lot more out of your linebackers. And I know they're making tackles because that's what linebackers do. But those guys, they have a lot of bad plays, and and they take a lot huh. of bad angles. And your, your, defense, your defense is being held together by your secondary, which is playing pretty well. But then a team like Nebraska has the capability of going out there and isolating their better receivers against Coach uh, Hall and having success. So. You know, I think you got to give Mark D'Onofrio a little credit for what he was able to do under those circumstances the first three quarters of that game. And I think if the points were spread out more across the game, the reactions might be a little different. Obviously, when you give up 23 points like that, it's a it's a shock to the system. But, uh, when, but when, when it was 33, it's not for their recruiting. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. But when it was 33-10, I promise you, I can promise you. I, I said I was telling a couple people. I said I guarantee. I guarantee this team come back. And they're going to tie the game. I actually thought, I felt like toward the end, I was like, man, Miami's going to lose this, lose this game. I had my gut feeling because it was just, I think they could have scored man. all day, Roland, but, they scored, they you, you have, know, look at the balls. Look at the, at the balls that they dropped in the first quarter. Now, those were forced That's, mistakes now. I mean, those, you know, those hits by Bush – and I forget who this, the other one was by, were uh, really good. Carter. I think it was Elder. One was by Elder Carter. and one was by Bush. I'm yeah. talking about the first quarter when they when the receivers had the ball in their hands and, and they they yep. got knocked hard and, and they lost the ball. Yep. If they catch those yep. two footballs, that's a whole different football game. Now, I think Miami could have scored all day if it had to, but, you know, that's a different game if they catch those balls. Why, why don't they, why, I'm surprised they don't utilize the fullback much. You notice that? I mean, they. I mean, I, I can't. They don't. They don't use utilize Walter Tucker. I, I just. I don't know, man. You, can't do, just, you, you just. You can't do everything. You know. I, I can't mean, do it you, all. I guess. You I can't know. be a. You, you can't want to be a spread team. What What they're doing right now is they're running a spread offense with pro style concepts. And you, you, Gary, you just, that was the best man, Gary. That That's well, well put. Exactly. Yeah, they're playing. Exactly. They're playing. You know what they're doing right now? They're playing sh- spread them and shred them. Yep. That's, 
That's what they're doing. They're spreading yep. them and they're shredding them. And you know what? It's working. I don't see how anybody can have beefs about what they're seeing on offense with all the player development yep. you're seeing, the level of performances you're seeing, and the production you're seeing. It, 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 I just don't, you know, is it perfect? No. Is there a call here or a call there that they'd like to have back and change? Of course. But yeah. who's perfect all the time in football? Nobody. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. So keep me on hold. Keep me on hold. I know you got to – I do, but I, I call next week, man. I, I just want everybody else to call in. But I just keep me on hold. You could. Great, uh, uh, great call as always from you. Thanks for being part of the show. All right, 646-595-2048 is the number, 646-595-2048. Again, if you want to come on the show, you just joined us, you hit the number one on your keypad. That sends us a prompt. And now we're going to the 256 where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? What's going on, Gary? Doing good, doing good. Who's this? Well, this is Warren from Huntsville, Alabama, man. All right, Warren, talk to us. What you got? Uh, well, I mean, I just wanted to say, uh, I mean, I thought we played pretty well for the first three quarters, of course, just like everyone else. Uh, secondly, I'm curious, how come when we got down by the goal line, we running on third and short out of the shotgun formation? Why not just go ahead and power the ball on in, into the end zone? I don't know. <laughs> That's the way they're doing it right now, and you could argue it. You know, I mean, you see a lot of teams in football doing that now. I agree with you on this one. I don't. I, I like the quarterback under center in those situations, but uh, it, it might be something they have to look at because the plays that aren't working. Yeah, and uh, I got a, a couple other things. Uh, I mean, like I said, uh, I mean, I had called in the the QAM or whatever and I predicted the score to be forty two to twenty four. I really thought that was gonna happen to the collapse. But I mean, we faced some hard adversity and I mean I like the way we came back, you know what I'm saying, and fought that adversity and I mean, you know, I stay down here in Alabama so I hear a lot of talk from a lot of these SEC schools. So, you know, whether you're with Golden or you're not with Golden, right now we're three and oh and Hey, I think we're going down the right path, man. It may not look pretty Saturday, but we got the job done. And you know, like I like I've been telling everybody in in my group that I'm in on Facebook, we stand with the youth. Shout out to everybody in there, by the way. Uh, you know, man. Hey, I think we're gonna blow Cincinnati out. Uh, I mean, I think personally, I think we're gonna beat Florida State by double digits. I just feel like this is our time, Gary. You know you what? Think? They're going to have a chance to. You know why? Because Florida State's going to have a hard time scoring with them. Exactly. And, I mean, if, if you've seen Golson, oh, my goodness. That, man, come on now. Even, it's going to be very interesting. The only thing I would be worried about is Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook's going to have success running the ball. But if that, Miami absolutely has a chance in that game. Well, one more thing, Gary. So I mean, the whole the whole talk about the the Nebraska game was going in, and uh, just like the Shine guy said that you had on last week, he was talking about the two DTs from Nebraska. I didn't see those guys doing too much or nothing. They did a great job against them. I don't think so, Gary. I I, I mean, I'm just like they, they act like this. I mean, how many times did did you see Kaya on his back? 
No, that's what I'm saying. They did a great job against those guys. That's what I'm saying. So, so I mean, they talking about like, I mean, Kehoe, he's obviously done a a wonderful job with the O line. Now, granted, there's a couple of plays where, I mean, like the uh, the Walton plays where Sonny's, I don't know what he's doing, but, I mean, he he kind of you know messed it up a, a couple of times. Yeah, he got game, he, he got but. a little careless with his hands. It was a ticky tacky fa- uh, penalty. But he, but yeah, it really, but I, mean, uh, I watched it and I watched it over and over again, and and so I know some people were unhappy about it, and I I think I know the coaches weren't happy with it, but he 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 did grab Jersey with his hand. I mean, he did. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Sonny, he's a he's a junior this year, right? Or is he a senior? Senior year? Sonny, um, I want to say he's a, he's a redshirt sophomore, but um, I'll look it up while you're continuing to talk. I'd keep talking. Yeah, I, I, I think he might be a redshirt junior, possibly. But I mean, anyways, man. No, he's a redshirt I mean, sophomore. Redshirt sophomore. All right. yeah. I mean, it, it, those those little things like that. I mean, we gotta we gotta fix those issues. And I mean, I gotta go back. I mean, running the ball out of shotgun on. I just don't, man. You just it's gotta power that in there. You Yearby and Walton are complete enough backs to get that in there. I mean, you just seen Walton last week. Dragging a pile of FAU defenders. I mean, yep. come on, no, now. you got to. They're going to have to look at it. There's no doubt about it. All right, you got anything but, else for us uh, this week? Nah, man. Except for everybody, just uh, keep your heads up, stay positive. Even if you don't believe in Golden, believe in the kids. We got this on lock. This is our year. ACC, we dominate. <laughs> keep your hold, gear. You got it. Thank you for being part of the show. All right, 646-595-2048. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go out now to the 904. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hello? That's you. Hey, how's it going, Gary? Going good, going good. Who's this? This is uh, Mike in Jacksonville, Florida. First What's up, Mike? Welcome to Kane Sport Live. Thanks for having me. Uh I've just been thinking about something, and uh, I'm actually on the uh, board. I'm past 22. But uh, I've been thinking about something I haven't really, you know, heard anybody talk about. Like, we all kind of know back in the day when the Canes kind of fell off was like when Coker took over for Bush Davis. We did good, you know, but they did, that team didn't even need a coach to win a national championship that last year. You know what I mean? But uh, another thing I think when we really fell off, was uh the quarterbacks. Like, we went from having, like, a Heisman candidate quarterback, like, every year to, like, I think it – who was the first one? Was it, like, Kyle Wright or something? Was it the year where him yep. and Chris Leak were both, like, five stars? It was, like, mm-hmm. one – one you know, one per, one whatever would have him one and Chris Leak two and the other one have Chris Leak two and him one or whatever. He didn't pan out. I think then uh, what I think Brock Berlin came down, and yep. then he didn't work. And then shoot, what else was it? Robert Marv came. And he was like some highly touted, you know, top dude. And then he didn't work. And then Jacory looked like he was going to be that dude, but then you know he went knucklehead on us. You know, I mean, uh, quarterback wise, anyways. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But. That's what what I'm seeing now with Kaya. 
I'm kind of like seeing a little bit of light. Like he he looks like he might be. I mean, yeah, there was a couple little plays like where he had uh, what was it? Was a year B he had open would have been a touchdown right there, but he overshot him a little bit on the run. Yeah. Yep, he's missed a few throws this year, but he's playing pretty darn well. And if they beat right, Cincinnati, right. and he's just a, and he's just a sophomore, you know. Yep, what I'm and if they, like, but if they up. beat Cincinnati, and then they go to Florida State and have a big game at Florida State and beat Florida State, you're going to see Brad Kaya jump onto the Heisman list this year. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm looking at. Plus, with the two running backs that we got, they're looking like awesome. Also, and the offensive line's playing even better. Than, than I anticipated. That was my one little concern I had starting off, especially after FAU. I was like, oh, man, that dude just got burnt on the edge by FAU. It was like everything, I think, with FAU was amplified because it was FAU. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so any bad play, we was like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen now, you know? But uh, I'm, That was I'm before they lost to Buffalo. My God, right, how bad right, right. how bad does that game look now after they go and lose to Buffalo? Yeah, yeah, but they, but now you know, we only you're only as good as your as your last game or whatever. You know what I mean? So I, I'm honestly that Nebraska game got me. I'm not even thinking about FAU anymore. You know what I mean? That's like I'm just gonna chalk that game up like one of them whatever games. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm pretty excited about the Cincinnati game. I think it'd be good to see, you know, it's you know, because I'm going to be at the FSU game. So I'm like hoping we really, really want to go in there undefeated. But uh, it's a um, something else. I'm I'm friends with a dude on uh, Facebook, and it's kind of off of what y'all were you were talking about the last guy with the defensive line, and uh, this kid right here plays for uh, LSU, and uh, he we were talking on inbox. I'm not sure, you know, I won't put his name out there, but I'm not sure um, if he's just talking or whatever, you know, he's a kid or whatever like that, really. But he was saying Travante Valentine is going to make his way, is planning to try to make his way back to Miami. And I know, but I know he's had a lot of, lot of mess. Cause I did some Google searching I, after I talked to him. I'd be shocked if they take him at this point. I, I just, I'd be very, very surprised if they took him. I mean, you know, he's more likely to me to end up at a place like FIU or FAU at this point. Right, right. He was telling me he was a beast, though. He was telling me Miles yeah. was trying to keep him and all that. He was like, man, I couldn't even block him. He's like, he, he said, the only thing about it, he's just lazy, lazy. And I'm like, man, dang. Lazy, I looked him up on group. Character. Yeah, smokes weed. Yeah, smokes weed. <laughs> yeah, I think you got to hope right now that they can find better than that. Right, right. Um, all right, again, all right then, anything else for us tonight? Yeah, I was going to ask you one thing else that I heard from last week. Uh, you were saying you don't think there's a true left tackle that's, that's, uh, that's got that skill set. On the on like starting on the line right now, I do you see uh like a freshman like maybe for like next year like maybe Milo or St. Louis or something like that? Do they have that I, kind of skill set? How St. Louis develops? You know, right now he's okay. not ready, but I I don't like Trevor right. Darling out. There. I think Trevor Darling's very average out there. I think eventually he'll he'll move to a different position, maybe right tackle. Right, I'm saying though, who do you think? I mean, out of what you see, I mean, as far as like next year wise, who do you think? I mean, do you think St. Louis has no. that skill set if he de- if he develops? I don't know. Properly? He doesn't have. He's not there right now. I mean, 
you know, I can't really project how he'll look after spring practice next year. But right now, right. he's not he's not there. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm just thinking more towards next year. It looks like this year we're going to be riding with Darlin or, or uh, well, McDermott or whatever. Well, you'll be sort of all right. He's, he's giving up a sack at least one in every game. Uh, he keeps letting Kaya get hit, get killed at least once a game. Uh, you know, he's gonna, he's got to got to do better. You know, no doubt. Are they going to have to help him with a tight end or something? Somebody's going to have to do some steam and help him out. Well, it'll depend well, hey, on the I, play. I appreciate you having me on the show, Gary. Uh, keep me on hold, boss. You got it, man. Thanks for being part of it. All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Hit the number one if you want to come on the show. Let's go now to the three zero five. You're live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Hey, what's up, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? This is Kane nine one one. What's up, nine eleven? Talk to us. Uh, nothing much, man. Uh, I don't know, man. This this fan base is more split than I've ever experienced going back to the 80s. Yeah, it's crazy. And, um, it is. And I think I think both sides have points. Um, I think either side trying to, you know, persuade the other side is not going to work. It's just not going to work. I mean, the only thing that's going to cure this is Al Golden doing his job, the kids doing their job, administration doing their job, and win. Right. Well, uh, they are doing that so far, and, and that's why you know I don't know if you were listening at the beginning of the show, but you know that's what I talked about. You know, it, it, it's like you're three games into the season, you're seeing a lot of really good things on this football team. Is is the defense still a little light? No argument. Yeah, they absolutely are, but that's not changing. Okay, and you know I, I I'm just trying to say to everybody, look, I, you know, I see all sides also. But give yourself a chance to enjoy at least some of this football season. You know, we we sit around, we we, we wait the entire year for these games, and they've you know it's it's an entertaining team. It's 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 not a bad product that's out there on the field this year, and they're winning. Well, not this year. Yeah, I think I think okay on the on on one side on the let's say on the pro Al Golden side. Um, facts are facts. Look, the, the guys are three and zero, oh, right? They had a yeah. really crappy fourth quarter. And, and let me say this: in. I don't think you have to be pro or anti Al Golden right now. It's too early in the season. Well, I, I would disagree. I mean, I, I would respectfully disagree, and here's why: um, this is not about. This is not really about Al Golden, although Al Golden is the focus is because he is the representative of the program. Um, a lot of us old-timers know what hurricane football looks like. We know it. We know what good practices sound like. We know it because we've been around the football team for so many years, and we love the kids either way. Whether they do good, whether they do bad, whatever, you know, it breaks our heart when a player like Duke goes down and breaks his ankle. Right? I mean, we love these kids, right? And one coach isn't the entire program. So I think the problem is, is you know, you want to be optimistic, but then you also have to be realistic too. And here's what I mean. We're working on 3-0. We're going to go play Cincinnati, and then we're gearing up for FSU. You know, everything in Al Golden's past, everything in this program's past since 2003 says they're just going to explode. 
they're just going to they're just going to disintegrate and then it's just going to be another season lost. I think that's where most of the vitriol is coming from. The fact that it is the fact of the matter is you have folks like Curb Herb Street last year calling us candy canes. So I mean, I get it that you're bringing him up and he's clowning on us, but he has no he has no meal at this table. He's not a cane fan. Okay, he's an OSU fan. And for him to say whatever he wants to say, that's fine. But he's the one who started that whole candy cane crap last year. Just want to remind you of that. And it, it was well-deserved. Why? Because we weren't winning, man. It's been over a decade. It's been probably closer to 14 years. So my point is, yeah, let's be optimistic. Nobody mess with these kids. We love these kids. But come on now, you got to be realistic when these guys have a blowout in the fourth quarter that, hey, this is not going to be easy going. Not that it should be, but does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, it does. All right, you got anything else for us tonight? No, that's it. All right, man. Hey, thank you for being part of the show. Give us a call again down the road. All right, let's go out now to the 850. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. You with us? Going once, twice, three times. All right, you'll have to call back. Let's go to the 805. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, what's going on, buddy? It's uh, Cali6Kane. How you doing? Hey, what's up, Cali6? Nothing too much. Um working out right now, but uh, hey, man, just wanted to ask you, what do you think the Canes will be ranked, assuming Florida State wins out, and we beat Florida State up at Doak Walker Stadium? You mean Doak Campbell Stadium? Whatever it's called. <laughs> well, I mean, let's let's take a look real quick at, um, at the way the AP poll looks right now, and I'll be honest with you, I don't really put a whole lot of stock in these polls early in the season. Uh, so I haven't studied them, but you know, looking down right now, Miami's probably coming in. Let's see, six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty-one, two, three, four, five, six, 37th in the country right now in the AP poll. Uh, the the coaches have them at twenty-eighth. So you know, I would think if they go to Cincinnati and win on national TV on a Thursday night and look impressive that they'll go into the Florida State game in the top 25. I think there's a pretty strong chance of that. And then you just got to see what happens there. Nice, nice. It's always good to be talked about in the national media, that's all. Yeah, but, you know, you have to earn it. And, when you you know, when you haven't won the last few years, you don't get it. Usually early in the season, you got to earn it. But if they go 4-0, I, I think you'll see them slip into the bottom half of the top 25, and, and then they'll have an opportunity against Florida State, which right now uh, is number seven in the coaches' poll, number 10 in the AP poll. Nice. So we could get basically, if we beat Florida State at Florida State, there's a possibility we might be able to achieve top 10. Uh, I don't know that you'd shoot to the top 10 at 5-0. and you know, You'd probably be in that second 10, but you'll definitely start getting people's attention. A lot of people's attention, especially the people that have been flying banners down in South Florida, their attention as well. Yeah, but those guys don't care. Those, those guys are getting a kick out of all the attention it's getting, to be honest with you. I mean, that, you know, but 
they need to take a break for a few weeks. They really do. I, you know, it, it's overkill right now, and it's embarrassing the program, in my opinion. You know, it, do, it, does it, any it's, other college in the country fly banners like that? Nobody. Nobody's doing it, and no coach in the country is under siege the way Al Golden is. And the the, the people that are getting shortchanged right now are the kids who are who you know who are out there and they're winning games and they look like they're getting better. And you can argue all day about is, is Nebraska great, is Nebraska good, is Nebraska a paper tiger and, and, and a bad team disguised um, as a good team because of the name of their program and all that. And that will be proven out as the season goes along. But I think you could honestly say that those kids look better on Saturday than they looked the week before. And that's all you can ask right now is for improvement. No, I think they look good. I think the whole situation is a little bit more comical than anything else, just because nobody else does it, and we're three zero. But, um, but things that you gotta are remember, important. There's tens of thousands of Miami fans around the country. This is this is three or four guys flying banners. You gotta remember though, it happened with um, the other head coach that did really well here and went to the Cleveland Browns, Bush Davis. Yep. We, we so he, people he came out make- pretty good. So everybody Those can remember that, too. Uh, you know, you um, so, you know, a couple other points I, I just want to throw at you. One, I think, is a very serious issue, and that is the um, personnel decisions. Kamalu, I think you mentioned him before, during pivotal moments during the game, um, near the end of the game, I, I thought they should have played – AQM, Chad Thomas, and then I thought that uh, well, they were rotating. I think rotating those guys. They were rotating those guys, and you know they were out there, and then they'd take them out for a couple plays, and they'd put them back in. And you know, I'm watching that final drive the other night, and I noticed they weren't in the game, and I'm like, like, what the heck is going on? I mean, how can you have Nebraska driving for a tying touchdown and not have Muhammad and Chad Thomas in the game. And um, I was kind of shocked to see that. And then the next play, they did go in. And I went back and I watched the tape and I saw that they actually started the drive. Then they took them out for a couple plays and then they put them back in. So they're rotating. Uh, that's how they believe it's best. You know, yeah. those guys, it's almost like guys systematic more than strategic plays, to a they certain need to get extent. What would you say? I said it's almost like more systematic as opposed to being more strategic based on the situation to a certain extent. Well, I just, just think the they perspe- believe that the some of those guys are better than what they else. are. Maybe, I mean, that's not accurate. I mean, I, I think they believe that some of those guys are better than what they are. Yeah. And in all fairness, Trent Harris is a very good player, so people should not bash on uh, that guy. I he's, think he does really well. He's an average player like everybody else. Wow. He's strong. He's not okay. a great player. He is not a great. He made player. a couple crucial long distance sacks though. So this year he made one. He got credit for that one the other day where they blitzed the house, and he got credit yeah. for it. Yes. I, I got. You're, he's still making but plays. But you're not that. seeing he's him make. You'll, you won't see him make very many one on one individual plays, and on most running plays, you'll see him block pretty easily. I got you. Juan look good. Chad Thomas needs to do a little bit better. I think they should, you know, maybe consider putting him on the edge as opposed to the inside more frequently. Yeah, I, to my uh, eye, he's their, he's their best pass rusher. So oh, why not have him, okay. so why not have him doing it from the edge? I I agree. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. But keep McCord on, keep AQM on, take Kamalu off. Um 
keep rotating the D tackles. I think they're all interchangeable. The problem um, that they have is they don't have any interior pass rushers. True. So the, I agree the reason with that. that they the reason they put Kamalu and Chad Thomas inside because that gives them the best foursome. Because then they put they can yeah. use McCord and Muhammad on the outside and use those two guys on the inside, and that gives them the best foursome. But those guys aren't effective interior pass rushers. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will point out is for the next game, um, I think we should play number four, the two freshmen, more frequently than anybody thinks because I think at home in Cincinnati they can try to pick on Dallas Crawford in the passing game. Well, we'll see what happens. You might see that. Yeah, I think he needs to play more than everybody expects in the first half. Because also Dion, you know, to a certain extent was also backup corner, so he's a dual valued athlete back there in the defensive backfield. All right, you got anything else for us tonight? No, just you know, I think that the recruiting went well during the Nebraska game as well. I think a five star, you know, on your website said that the trip was good, so that's the last comment I'll make. Nicole Hardman, and he's really, really good, and and uh, he's an instant impact wide receiver. If he signs with Miami, you will see him on the field next year, and uh, I think they got a shot. I really do. Thanks a lot, Gary. Keep me on, please. You got it. Thanks for um, thanks for being part of the show, and and give us a call again next week. Yeah. All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Again, if you want to come on the show, hit the number one on your keypad. Let's go out to the 786. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Hello? That's you. Hey, Gary. What's up, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? Joe. All right, Joe. What you got for us tonight? Hey, man. I'm a true diehard Kane fan. We got to go by the eye test. These games, just like you said, that was the best we done played on the Al Golden. If we touch up a few things, man, they'll be all right. You know, the other moments you might look back at would be the Florida State game first half last year, and then then the Florida game the year before. Yeah, I guess it's just the one thing, I I mean, Al Golden don't have to do. I guess once we get a lead, I mean, we would have to just stay aggressive. I mean, not stupid, but just stay, like, aggressive. You well, know, cause I that, agree. You, you I keep totally the pressure on. Hey, Joe, I agree with you 100%. And I think that this offense is most effective when it's being aggressive. And it kind of alarmed me a little bit the other night after the game when I heard Al Golden kind of beating himself up a little bit. And he felt that on the, the drive where Kaya threw, badly threw a bad um, fade route and, it, and it, was, it was intercepted. When he was trying to, I can't remember who he was trying to hit over there, but he underthrew the ball and it was intercepted. And Golden was beating himself up a little bit about throwing the ball on that play or letting James Coley throw the ball on that play and felt that he should have told Coley to run the ball into the middle and just kick the field goal. And I'm not sure, you know, and I know he's coming off a game where he had five field goals, but that kicker, Badgley, is not as automatic as he was the other night. And I give him a lot of credit. He had a great game. But I don't like the idea of playing for field goals ever. You know, maybe a little later in the game, but certainly not early in the fourth quarter like that. And uh, give me a second. I'm going to play right now what Al Golden had to say about you know, maybe being a little bit more conservative at times. Yeah, I think the attacking mindset is what got us in trouble. You know, third and sixth, 
Again, if, if I could have one back, it would have been that one. I would have just said to, to, uh, to James, just bury it in there and, and let's kick a field goal because I think we could have gone up by 23 or 24 at that point, and then we got an interception, and uh, that's on me. Um, and then uh, the next time down, I, you know, I, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to kick it again, go up by, by more than three scores, and, uh, and you know, they converted their two-point conversion. So um, obviously, I thought Rashawn, you know, played really hard. I thought he made a great catch there at the end. It didn't go our way, but uh, we did have some aggressive plays. It didn't go our way, and then, uh, and they made some plays. So again, at the end of the day, we won. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really pleased for our guys for fighting the way they fought. But, you know, I don't like the idea of, of being conservative early in the fourth quarter. No, I mean, you know, run the ball, work the clock, because defense showing you, which I'm going to, you know, I'm I'm quick to jump down to Fournier's throat or whatever, but I'm, I'm going to give him his credit. He did a hell of a job. You know, and Saturday, if you know football, then you can't really say them scoring 23 points was merely on the defense because it takes the offense. We got to leave, run the clock. I mean, you know, use the running backs, utilize the running back, but at least not just consecutive passes or whatever the case may be. And then it's like you, you, they showed you a glimmer of hope because looking at Ohio State and all these other teams, man, look here, I'm not impressed. The only team I was thoroughly impressed with was LSU and Ole Miss. Other than that, I mean, you, you, you're not championship caliber until January when you're playing for the championship. And guess what? We don't know who that's going to be. But I, I just like what I saw, and I just feel like if we touch up a few things, we can surprise some people. It just, just don't get super conservative with the play calling if we have a nice lead. If we have a nice lead, do what the old Kings did, run it up. Ram, run it up their throat. I mean, mm-hmm. make the fans hate us. And, and the one thing I got to say, Gary, as far as like the banners, this, that, and the other, if Al Golden and everybody else want the banners to stop, do better. Just like they say, Gary, if you don't want nobody taunting and but dancing. They, but they are doing that. Yeah, but the, I know. But, you know, you know, Gary, tell you about Gary, you, you know Miami. Miami is too much to do in Miami to, to support losing. Nobody's not going to support losing, Gary. But now if you win, you know they're going to show up in droves. But, I mean, that's just, that's just the nature of the beast. You have bandwagon jumpers. You have all that. But. More to say, I'm I'm really impressed with with how they played for three and a half quarters. But I won't solely put everything on the defense because when we got that type of lead, no need of passing. We could we could run the ball a little bit. I mean, Yerby can come up with 125. Yards. But what if you're best when you are mixing it up like that? Yeah, you know, run I mean, but pass balance. You know, yeah, I mean, I, you, I, you, I, you, I think Brad play i mean he's they they have he has he's got to make a better throw yeah but i mean it's a couple of plays you know we're holding here there just like the target you know a couple of plays where is it is set us back but i'm gonna tell you what i like out of that gary i like it due to the fact that nebraska came back and i was nervous when it was 33 10 i just kept looking at the tv like man they go there's something gonna happen because they're not putting up no points but i just look at it like this here how do any of us know, Gary? That could be that. That could be the turning point game. I mean, they grew up. They showed us a lot. Because just think about it, Gary. Nebraska scored pretty much twenty-three straight points. And what did Al go and do? Put the defense on the field first. And what happened? They came through. So I mean, it's, you know, just like well, you say, adversity yeah. isn't adversity isn't every game. You know, it it came, 
They overcame it. They won. That's the bottom line. I mean, we can't say what if this, what if that, because guess what, Gary? We don't live in a hypothetical world. They won. Yep. They three and no. No what if about that. They three and no. And then just like I say, the D line, I was, I was, I was impressed. I, I, I'm gonna give it to you. I, I was impressed with the defense because they, 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 they did their thing. And if they just notice when they, they playing the running quarterback, the to keep your containment. We, we, we might just be all right, Gary, because just like you said, you're looking at the tape, Gary. Just go back and look at the tape, man. Look how that D-line was coming up in there. Man, them boys were getting in there like mad, man. I'm talking about they was they were really running the quarterback, but due to the fact I was just thoroughly impressed that they was back there because we hadn't seen that in about eight, nine years. Yeah. I'm talking about they, they, and they, they, and they didn't in, get so. there a lot, but I think, the, I think you could honestly say they were maximizing what their what they, what they what the capabilities are for the first three quarters. I mean, I, I can't be mad at them. I just feel like, you Especially know, one... Especially they played better than they played the first three quarters. Well, don't worry. We got a week a week and a half to touch it up, you know, get ready for Cincinnati. And don't worry, Kane fans. It's going to be all right. One way or the other, it's, it's going to be all right. We won. Just think right, about man. it, Gary. They had Ohio State. This is the last thing, Gary. They had Ohio State unanimous. Unanimous. That means all voters voted for them for number one. Man, yep. they barely beat Northern Illinois. So why why are we tripping when we're not even right? Calm down, Kane's fan. It's going to be all right. Keep me all right, on hey, here. Thank you for being part of the show. Great call. All right, 646-595-2048. Uh, let's go now to the 949, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's going on, man? Doing good. Who's this? You Miami alum. Hey, what's up? You you know I'm not bringing positivity. So I don't know why not. I'll be calm, man. I got a few I got a few things to say. I'm going to start this thing out with a stat ESPN put up. Over the past ten years, the teams who have been down 23 points to start the fourth quarter are three. And two thousand four hundred and twenty nine. <laughs> Al Golden almost became part of that stat. So even yeah, he didn't become part of that stat, but the fact that he almost did with that much pressure on him to do well in this city. What should he have done differently? Say that again? What should he have done differently in the fourth quarter that he didn't do? <laughs> I don't think he can do anything different. I think he is Correct, he is. because they don't have the personnel on defense. Whose fault is that? Well, that's a, that's a different deal. That's their fault. But they don't yeah. have the personnel on defense. They couldn't have done a whole lot differently. Okay, let's move on to my next question. They tried blitzing. They tried everything. Okay, it's year five. Simple yes or no question. This is a Miami hurricane, so I think this is a fair question. In year five, simple yes or no, do we beat Alabama, Ohio State, or LSU right now? If the answer is no, when did Miami lower its standards? Since when is that acceptable at Miami? Well, I don't, I don't think the standards are are any different than they've always been at Miami. I think you just have a well, sure they are now at Miami. When you go six and six, you get at a ten year extension. No, well, but. 
no, no, he got the extension the day that the Nevin Shapiro thing hit. You know, the the, the shit hit the fan, so to speak. And uh, Kirby Hokut, you know, put the put the scare in all the trustees and 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 got them to agree to to that contract. Or yeah, or I said Kirby. It actually was Icorse. Another now, thing that pisses now, me off. And he he put the scare in all the trustees and said, "Hey, you know we're going to lose out. We got to do something." And he got them to agree to that contract extension. But that's not why he's still here. The reason he's still here is Donna Shalala didn't want her legacy to be that she fired three football coaches, and she was leaving, and she didn't want to fire him. So that's why he's getting this fifth year opportunity. Here's another thing that pisses me off. I see the kids dancing on the field and in the locker room like they won the damn national championship. We just beat an unranked To them, they did. They don't look at it like everybody out here looks at it. To them, they did just win the national championship. They beat somebody. That's that's, that's the problem. Those kids lost to every good team they've played. And I don't know your first name, but I tell you about your first name. But they've lost and lost and lost and lost. And now they beat Nebraska. They beat Nebraska. Great. Cool. What do you think that locker room would look like at Alabama or Ohio State? Nick Saban or Urban Meyer, if they just blew a 23-point lead and almost lost the game in eight minutes to go. On the, you think they'd be dancing around like that? Because they've been winning. And they've been in the big in, in, in the Right. So when big is it okay for to not win? When? But, when is it okay but, to celebrate at Miami beating an unranked team? To get in the picture for those games, you have to win these. So why not be happy? Why not enjoy it? Why not just be a happy kid? What's wrong with that? Why is that offensive? Why is the kids jumping around in the locker room offensive? You see, you're looking at 90 kids jumping around, hugging each other, you know, having a, a an emotional moment with their coach. Like, what is wrong with that? <laughs> it's not who Miami is. If you want to do that kind of crap, go to Temple. You want to be all happy because you beat an No, it is what Miami is. Almost a 23-point lead. It is what Miami is, except it's supposed to be happening 11 times a year, not six or seven. Okay, next point. You know, I get it that your job, you want to be optimistic. It makes your job more fun if Miami has some hope. Oh, you're wrong. I, you're wrong. There too. You're wrong. It's not my job to be optimistic. It's my job to analyze what I'm seeing. And no, what I'm I didn't mean I didn't mean it's your job to be optimistic. I meant your job is more fun for you if you see if you see reason for hope. So that's probably why you're inclined to be a little more optimistic well, than us. There is reason for hope. I mean, look at the talent that they are developing on offense. Sure. The if, offense if, looks if, fine. if the defensive side of the organization was being run as efficiently as the offensive side of the organization, they would be a contender to be in the playoff this year. Cool, but your team's only as good as the weakest link. Well, correct. So, you know, <laughs> I don't care how That doesn't the mean there's not reason to be optimistic. You know, I see Kane Sport all – C.D. Wright and all these other idiots who are like, oh, yeah, 3-0, and 3-0. and You know, Kane Sport is all giddy over the fact that we won the game. But if Tommy Armstrong doesn't throw that ball directly to Corn Elder 
everybody would be in meltdown mode saying Miami sucks, fire There's the There's so many ifs in that game. If the refs have let the Rayshon Scott catch go, if Sonny Adagwu doesn't get called for holding, if Standish Dobard doesn't get called for holding, another touchdown would have been on the board. And those plays wouldn't have even mattered. Miami should have won that game by three touchdowns. All right, here's my next point. I think it's a real problem that we have Florida State fans and Florida fans. Some of my employees are Florida State, Florida alumni. Okay, they love Al Gold, love him. They're they're his biggest fan on the main board on Rivals.com. Hell, we had Florida State fans and Florida fans in jubilation after Miami won that game. You don't think that's a problem? You see, you see an issue there if your rival loves your coach. You think Auburn's cheering for Nick Saban, Michigan cheering for Urban Meyer? No. Florida State and Florida fans held the best thing for their program as if Al Golden stays around forever. I mean, <laughs> tell me otherwise. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to right now, okay? And if you, if you go to canesport.com right now, you'll see a story that says, who's winning Florida? Okay, and if you click on that, you're, you're going to go, and it's, a, it's an analysis by one of the rivals recruiting team members over who's winning Florida. Who do you think's number one? I don't care. If it says Miami, that doesn't matter. You know why? Because we have Al Golden and Mark D'Onofrio. Why does nothing positive matter? Come on. There, there, this is an independent <laughs> analyst. It's Come on. Coaching, no, seriously. Come on. Time, time out. Time out. Time out. This okay, is an what independent are, what are, what analyst. Guy, wait, 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 wait. Time out. Time out. Time out. This is an independent analyst. Okay? The guy lives in Texas. Okay, who's analyzing? He's analyzing recruiting in the state of Florida, and the the story is who's winning Florida. And not only does he say that the University of Miami is winning Florida, he's saying it's a it's a damn landslide. He's pointing out that Miami has 31 Florida commits right now. You know how many Florida State has? 13. You know how many Florida has? 17. Okay, so my point is that everything won, is not negative. Who won Florida in 2012? Who won I'd Florida then? Back. Probably Florida State. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Whenever but, but he got my, his second and Maybe they won't win Florida. Maybe you'll be right, and the season will go in the dumper, and they won't win Florida. But come on, man. It's like you can't not admit that there's some positive things going on here. Now, we have to see what uh, happens. This, this is what I'm going to tell you. They, they, it they, doesn't they matter they drop if they win Florida. Five games again this year, and then it's, it's going to be a moot point. But, my God, I mean, they're 3-0. and They got a chance to go 4-0 and a week from Thursday night up into Tallahassee where everyone acknowledges that they're going to have a chance in that game. Let it play out. That's all I'm saying. Well, this is what I'm saying. So, who's winning Florida this year? doesn't really matter. This is a down year in Florida. This is a down year and the Rivals 100 in Florida. Florida okay. State's cherry-picking yeah. five stars. It, it, it's the here. But let me tell you something. If you could get Sam Bruce, okay, and you can get Amon Richards One up there in speech, okay, and you can get this Hardeman kid from Georgia, I'll tell you right now, there isn't a school in the country that's going to come close 
to touching the receiver position at Miami the next three, four, five years. Okay, so yeah, but it's that, a down that, year. That's, what, I'm, that's what I've been sitting here trying to say over the past few minutes. It doesn't matter how good this guy recruits, man. We killed it in 2012. We had Duke Johnson. We had Tracy Howard. Our class was ridiculous. This guy turned it into a 6-7 and seven record, man. Chad Thomas. I could go on and on and on. This is a place five stars go to die, man. They don't get good coaching anymore. Yeah, but there's and it makes me sick. Place it, it makes me well sick. enough is on the defense. It makes side. me sick to say if I had a five star son right now and he wanted to go to Miami and he played defense, there's not a when, chance in hell I sent him to play for Mark D'Onofrio. No yeah, chance. Well, you're right, and that's what's been going on. All right, hey, great call. Glad to hear you um, give your opinions and uh, shout at us next week. Yeah, one more quick point, man. Go one ahead. <laughs> Al Golden. They're call, just you know, though, they're calling you the Grinch on Twitter right now. So that, That's fine. I don't care. So, I got lots of haters. One more. So I think, Gold, more. I think Golden, the equivalent of Al Golden is being like the Cincinnati or Miami is the Cincinnati Bengals organization. Real loyal, doesn't fire anybody. It accepts mediocrity. So Golden's like going 8-8 eight and eight every year in the NFL. Never bad enough to get fired. I think so. But apparently the admin doesn't. But never good enough to win shit. And no, that's not be true, though, because eventually you get to that point. Um, you know, Bo Pelini at Nebraska was a perfect example. He won nine games last year, and they fired him. Right, you know, that's Larry Coke got fired at Miami. After the night. You know, he, he, he was a nine-win coach. You know, I mean, it, it, the standards haven't been lowered. The circumstances changed. And you had the NCAA issue, which, you know, you could debate all day whether the cloud was a factor, whether it wasn't a factor, whatever. No, the fact, that was a joke. Well, it existed. It, 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 we could at least acknowledge that it existed. Uh, and, even when it existed, we out-recruited everybody in the coast. Well, there's no well, I, I, I totally agree with you on that point. The I've been the first to say that the cloud was a bunch of baloney. And, and I really believe still that. still having this but, conversation in year five means this guy needs to go. This is Miami. This is North Carolina. Let's move on. Right, well, let's, let's, see what he, let's see what he does in year five first. Right now he's 3-0. and Anyway, hey, thank you. All right, man, put me on hold. You got it. Give us a call again next week. 3-0. and I mean, you can't do any better than 3-0. and So, you know, you got to see what he does this year and analyze it as it goes forward. But right now, the the, the standard of measurement is winning, okay? And, and Al Golden is 3-0. and and, and And people need to accept that. In my opinion. All right, let's go out to the nine seven three. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey Gary, what's going on, man? Doing good, doing good. Who's this? It's Ross, New Jersey. Um, hey Ross, welcome back to the show. Got your point. Hey man, thank you. Got point. Uh, um, this guy before me right now, he makes some good points. I agree with him with some of the things. Um, I am so hamped up right now. I have a list, but do not. Do not rush me, Gary. Just give me a little bit of time. All right, but don't um, don't take, don't take ten no, minutes. No, I'm, I'm, no, 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 ready no, to I'm go. Not, We're going in the I final hour now. Minutes. I never take. And I got I a bunch of other guys that want to get on. So I know that, but I actually got on early tonight, so I appreciate. All right. it. Listen, go quick. Listen. Go quick. First, I don't want to be real quick either. But listen, the first <laughs> the first point I want to make is um that goal line when you said um you're saying well wait a minute they, they didn't make a mistake by throwing the ball and you know you know who they should have went through there instead of going to Dalbar. They should go to number 86. If you're going to throw a fade route, throw a fade route to a guy that can catch a fade route. 
you're going to a tight end that's a little heavier that can't really fade to the corner. Throw the ball to another 86. You're, you've been building him up as he's a high jumper, so why you don't have to high jumper in the game and throw him a fade route? Yep, I agree. He needs to become the bigger so, factor so those in red zone. Are, those and, I, and by the way, I think he will. I think he will. But now he will, but you know what? If he does that, he wouldn't be in the position that he's in now where they might want to get him fired. Because those are the little things that we see as fans that's frustrating us. Okay, next point. About flying these planes and anything, don't, I, I, I need guys to keep in mind, and you too, Gary, keep in mind that these are these might not all be Miami guys. Don't forget the Florida State and the Florida people got big money. The boosters got big money. So they know we was gonna have a bunch of recruits at the game. Why not spend a couple of bucks for them it's a couple of bucks. Spend a couple of bucks and fly some planes. Who, who who's you be, Gary, tell me that you guarantee that you know there's a Miami fan that's doing that. Why couldn't the opponent do it? It's easy to do it. It's not that expensive. Yeah, I agree. Okay, and that's Next why, point. and that's why ultimately, what has to happen is Miami business people that care need to be the ones buying that airtime. Okay, so that's my point. See, so now, 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 now we're getting somewhere. You know, now we're getting somewhere. So, please do not, um, please do not always believe that only the Miami fans are doing it. I know some people want to take credit; they're going to claim it. That's nice, but keep in mind. We got these got these other teams got big boosters, you know. So let's not um let's not let's not let's not get into all of that. But okay, about using number seventeen on defense, a reason why he doesn't have a position, Gary. This is another reason why his fans were frustrated with Golden. He has his buddy over there. This is like the third guy. I keep making this point to you. This is like the third guy that we're turning to that don't have a position on the team. And it's a shame, and it has to stop. It literally has to stop. Why should we accept a guy that's physically built? Now let's take a, let's take a look at this. The other day he got hurt. McCord got hurt. You, you got the commentators that saying, "Look at this guy, physically strong." This that you're looking at a physical specimen, and you don't have a position for him on the team. You keep saying that we need to be happy, and we're three and zero. Yeah, but these are the frustrating things. This reason why we're upset. Because we keep seeing these same things over and over. We're wasting this guy's time. We're wasting his talent. He'll go into the NFL. he have a decent time, decent, if not a better career than decent, and we couldn't use him while we was at um, Miami. So that that's another frustrating. That's, that, that, is, that is very, very frustrating, Terry. Just think about it for a second. And now, number 25, what position does he really play? Is he a strong is he a strong safety or is he a free safety? Crawford. I believe he's a strong safety. So if he's a strong safety, why are he coming up and missing hits? What is that all about? He was terrible trying to come up and make a hit. He is terrible at that. The other day he had one stick, and I was like, oh, that's number 25. I can't believe he made that play. Except on special teams. <laughs> he's pretty damn good in the open field on special teams. Yeah, but tell me tell me all my points that I've made so far are wrong on. Number tw- and you know what the problem is, guys? Get ready to see a bunch of let's, – let's get ready to see number 25 on that field a lot on Thursday. And that's because he's a team, and Gary wants to go with the you – know, No, it's coach. because it's because Carter and Bush are suspended for the first half. I understand and, and, that. No, no, and, and 25 better come through because they can throw the ball. That's what I'm saying. But see, that's the thing. 
because he's a senior and we don't have the other guys, he's going to stick him out there and, and, and hope that the senior comes through, you know, lightning in the bottle. And he could, he's not going to be able to make those plays. He is not going to do that. So get number four ready, get, get, get all our guys ready to play. Red wine, switching from corner to, to safety. Work on that while you have time. And, and, hey, Rod, slow guys down. You don't know that they can make the plays either. I'm saying, I'd rather have those guys out there number 20. I call them number They've 25. Never I don't, I don't want to... It don't matter. They're going to do something better than what number 25 is doing. You don't know that. You're just and talking. Thing too. Okay, okay. I'll just talk. Another point. Number 33, Harris on defense. All I see him do every game is do exercise. All he's doing is exercise up and down the floor. I mean, Phil, all he's doing is running up and down the floor. I'll agree with you on that one. He's totally getting his exercise in. He's getting his cardio in. There's no reason he should be on it. No. I, no I agree Let's with you on that one. Go ahead. Keep going. And um, short, short, young, um, we can't we can get a first down. We get one. We're running the ball they out can't, of the shotgun. They, they can't power they can't, lock. They're not strong enough. Way, well, easy way to try this. Go do it two in a row. Line up, pro set, put the quarterback on the um, the center, Put number four as a fullback and put whatever running back you have and blast. Let's see what happens. I'm not saying 44 is a world beater, but at least he's bringing some weight to to it and he, he can block somebody. And you're supposed to be developing this quarterback for the pros. He's not going to be able to um, be in a shotgun all the time in the pros. He's not going to be able to be in a shotgun all the time in the pros. What are we doing? I'll have to ask that question. Uh, you know, why, why they're so committed to this pistol and um, shotgun this year. One more stage. One more with I'll Stacey Coley. I'll try to get you guys an answer on that. Let me get let me get Stacy Coley pointed also now. Okay, what I'm seeing from him is, is, is I don't think that they're not trying to coach this guy up. I'm gonna make a statement that's gonna be very unpopular. It's gonna be very unpopular to you. Very popular. I think he's a little soft. I think he's soft. I'm watching. I, can't, I, I think he can't get open. I, he can't. He, he can't get separation. Okay. Well, I'm watching quarterbacks that's getting slammed to the ground every time because they're doing, you know, whatever the shotgun and, and they're keeping it and they're, they're getting slammed to the ground and they're popping up. Every time this guy gets touched, every time he gets touched, he's limping, he's hopping, my groin, he is soft, soft as cotton, soft as tissue. I, I, it's, it's, it's the bottom line. And the rotation and the defensive line have to, have to stop, have to stop. Okay. Whatever happened to um, what's his name? Is he still is he still redshirting? What what's his name? Number ninety nine, um, Hamilton or whatever his Jelani name. Hamilton. Yep. Oh my. Put him. Lord. Put him. He, he he's sitting over there right next to Mike Weish. Yeah, but that's but that's and and you're telling us as fans not to be upset. Those are the things that we're putting all in a bottle, and then we're watching this collapse that goes down in the last eight minutes. We're thinking. Well, if you're hanging, if if you're hanging your hat on what you see on defense, then you're gonna feel miserable for a long time because. So what do you this, think? What do you think we're doing? What do you think we're doing when we gotta go? We, well, I, I think that the problems that they have on defense result in them losing games this year, and that they're not in Charlotte. Then I think they're gonna bring in a new coach. Okay, so that that could simply happen against Georgia Tech. That could simply happen again. Maybe. Yeah, but so far out. it hasn't happened. I thought D'Onofrio yeah, did a great job the other night. I think he matched. I, I thought D'Onofrio. Oh, listen, they can't. 
do anything about all their recruiting issues right now. They're in the season. And I felt the other day that he did as good a job that he could have done with the talent that he has right now. Uh, I mean, I listen, you can't, you know, I'll take that game, that game, that game tying play. I mean, I, he calls a corner blitz. Corn Elder comes clean and has a clear shot at Tommy Armstrong. He misses him. Okay, you're right. Armstrong you're right. scrambles and 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 throws a rope 22 yards down the field into the end zone. You're right. Somebody's got to make somebody's got to make that play, Ross. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> that, you know, that's not Mark real man. I mean, those guys you're were right. there. I mean, Tracy Howard was there. Um, I'd have to go back and look and see who else was there. I'll do that now. But I mean, they they were there. I mean, also you got to make keep that. In mind, the fans also got to keep in mind. Um, Grace wasn't on the field. Um, Bush wasn't on the field, and Carter wasn't on the field in one of the most our most critical times. So you know, I, I don't want to give this guy a coach a break. I just like the guy. I think he shouldn't even have a job right now. Look, so, he, he deserves – there have been plenty of times he's deserved criticism. The FAU game was ridiculous, okay? There were games last year that were ridiculous, Georgia Tech, Nebraska. There's times where he deserves all the criticism he gets. Saturday, he did a good job. Okay, but one of the, before, before you let me go, one of the main things I want people, again, to think about is we might not be the one that's flying those planes as our competitors. Keep that could in be. Mind. Let's keep that in it, mind. It could be. Keep me a hold. You got it, Russ. Hey, good call. Right. Give us a call next week. All right. Well, that wasn't too bad. He got through his list pretty quickly. Um, I don't think anybody can beef too much about that. All right, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. We're in our third hour of Kane Sport Live. Good show so far. If you want to be on it, hit the number one on your on your keypad. Let's try to get as many guys in as we can here in the final 53 minutes of show that we have left. All right, so let's go out now to the 786. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. How you doing, man? Doing good. Who's this? This is Day 0327. What's going on tonight? How you doing? I'd repeat Not it, but I, I didn't really understand your name. <laughs> so go ahead. No, it's, it's Zay. Z Z A Y zero three two seven. That's not important, oh. Gary. Man, I just wanted to keep. I just wanted to keep it uh, positive around here. Um, love the show. First thing I wanted to say is somebody please have a watch on you. Uh, you Miami alum. Somebody needs to look out for that guy and just take him off the ledge. He's about to jump. <laughs> He's one miserable fella. He really is. I mean, I mean, he, he just like you said he, on Twitter. He's just. I'm sorry, go ahead. I mean, listen, everyone's critical. We all criticize at times when we see things that we don't like. But I don't, you know, I don't know how you could look at this program right now and say there's no positives. You're I mean, right, there, you're right. And, there's, there's a lot of and positives. Any, I was going to say, if there's any time to be positive is right now. You know what I'm saying? Like that one caller said, we have a legit quarterback. I also see that like I think everybody should see that like. And whoever says that these, this team has not changed is, is, is crazy because this team has changed. I mean, this game that we just played this Saturday, we would have lost it last year. For sure we would have lost it. For sure. I have no doubt in my mind. Um, quick things real quick. Um, I thought the D-line did great. Um, any other quarterback would have been sacked at least five, six times. Any other quarterback would have been sacked 
plenty of times. Armstrong, you got to give credit to the kid. He's very athletic. He got away, and he made a lot of good plays. But we were there in the backfield. You can't tell me we were not there. At times they were. They just didn't make yeah. a lot of plays when they were there. But they were they were getting well, some which, pressure at times. Right, which brings me back to uh, uh, which brings me to my next point. A lot of people say scheme, 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 and the scheme does uh, does uh, deserve some criticism or, or a lot, whichever you want to go. But a lot of people also complain about missed tackles. In order for you to have missed tackles, you have to be there in order to have the missed tackles. So I don't think the scheme is as bad as people make it out to be because a lot of people complain about the missed tackling. The the uh, the puts the players in place to make the tackles. Like you said earlier, uh, Corn. Corn was there. He should have made that tackle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So which brings me back. I'll, I'll be quick. Which brings me back to uh, my biggest uh, um, point that I wanted to make, and I'll be quick. Um, hypothetical. I know we don't. We do not live in a hypothetical world, but let's. Let's talk about the collapse. I wanna I wanna give an excuse. I'm not gonna say this is the reason because there's there uh, there's a lot of factors why we lost uh, or not lost. I'm sorry. Why we tied the game or they tied the game? Um, would you say that our safety and linebacker position are probably um, where we have the least depth, except the, except the D line and O line? Put those aside. Put the lines well, aside. Let's talk about the safety. The D-line, they just don't have a lot of great players. Okay, but let's let's keep it with the linebackers and the, and the safeties. We don't have depth there, do we? Uh, definitely you don't right? have I mean, any, you don't you definitely don't have depth at linebacker. You do have depth at safety. Okay, so let's 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 put this into the other way. Let's say uh, we lose. Uh, let's say we don't have say uh, we don't have. Uh, depth at uh, wide receiver, nor running back. Now, you lose your three best players on offense, Scott, Waters, and Yearby. Let's just say that. And we don't have no depth. Our offense is not going to work, is it? No. I don't think, it, I don't think it will. So, so my point is, if we lose Bush, uh, Carter, and Grace, which are pretty much our top three players on defense, you could throw Corn in there, um, Corn in there uh, our defense is not going to work like it was working the first three quarters if you lose your top three players. There's no way it can. There's no more, there's no more unity. There's no more uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Chemistry. Because the, the first three quarters, we had chemistry on defense. We were doing it. Our top three players goes out. The wind pretty much goes out of our sails real quick. And then we do let them get back in the game, unfortunately. That's that's just you know another point of view as to why I think they tied the game in the fourth quarter. Do you think that's a possibility? Yeah, I mean it's all a possibility. Yeah, it's it's, it's just weird how you know, like I said when I first got online um, on the phone, if there's any time to be positive is now, and I just came to realizing that it's like politics and religion. You're not going to change nobody's mind. People already have it instilled in their mind that Golden is not the man. So no matter what he does, they still don't see it. I mean, some uh, yeah, one of the guys called they, it they earlier. might be right. They might be right. But the argument that I'm making is the team's three and zero right now. They're getting ready to go play a big game on national TV next week, and then you got Florida State. And and geez, you know, you, you owe it to yourself to just chill out and enjoy it and see what happens. You're right. You're right. Enjoy the season. You're too busy. You're too busy nitpicking. 
you know, why we didn't win bigger, but you're not enjoying the fact that we are 3-0. and And the defense looks night and day from last year, so there has to be some optimism here. Yeah. And by the way, um, I just want to clarify something. I got my plays mixed up. I was talking about those pass plays that were successful in, in the Nebraska game, and I talked about the one where Cornelder uh, missed on the blitz and Armstrong threw the rope into the end zone. That actually was the second-to-last touchdown, not the last touchdown. And the guys okay. involved in that play were Tracy Howard and Jamal Carter. Um, and, you know, somebody needs to make that play, in my opinion. I don't, think, I don't think it happens. I don't think it happens as Bush is back there, to be honest with you. I think I think Bush has an intimidating factor for every wide receiver. Like I think everybody knows who Bush is. Watching the game tape from last year and this year, everybody knows who Bush is, and he's gonna lay the wood. I'm yeah. telling you, those plays don't happen if Bush is back there. But more than anything, he's he's really improving as an overall well-rounded player. He's always been able to make the big hit from time to time. Now he's a much more complete safety than he's ever been. I agree with you. I agree with you, man. Uh, Gary, thank you very much. First time on the show. I love your show. I'm looking forward. Um, I asked you on one of the one of the threads in, the, in your website uh, to see if you could bring on that uh, next Tuesday the the moderator for the Cincinnati website. You should bring him on so we can ask him questions like we did to the Nebraska guy. I thought that was cool, and I think it breaks up the, the negative and the positive, and, and let let us focus on something else other than bashing Golden. You know what I mean? You got it. I'll try to see if I can pull something like that off. Thanks for the call. All right, man. Thanks. All right, 646-595-2048. Hit the number one if you want to come on. Let's go to the 678. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, how you doing? Doing good. Who's this? This is 23 Daddy Kane. What's going on? All right, man. What you got for us? Man, I'm excited about the game. I'm excited about the game. Uh, the Nebraska game gave us everything we wanted. You had a beginning, you had a middle, you had a plot, you had an ending. It showed us everything we needed to know about this team this year. Um, <clears throat> it showed us how we jump out on someone. The offense is going to be incredible. Again, the offense is going to be dinking and dunking, taking your opportunities downfield. I'm I'm not going to even get into, you know, the earlier conversation with the one negative guy that was supposed to be a Canes fan. I think he was just on a drunken tirade and was just upset. Yeah, but you might like be alone, said, but whether he's really a Canes fan is, is very much in question. Yeah, exactly. That 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 was un- stupid. There's no way, hey, I'm a Canes fan, and then he's going to trash everything from the everything. colors they're wearing to the cleats to this. I don't nothing care if he came from the 80s. It was nothing positive. That's, I think he was just drunk. But anyway, again, and and I'll put myself out there. My my son plays for the team, and, and I've called in plenty of times before. And I told you before, we got to understand that these coaches are just like we are. You know, a lot of them may play chess, but you can't reveal your entire hand at the beginning of the season. And all I see is that. Is this Mr. Herndon, by the way? Yes, it is, sir. How you doing? <laughs> oh my God, man! I, your son. Let me tell you something. I'll let you continue, but man, <laughs> no, nah, that's that's fine, dude. It's very, just, very man. impressed. Very impressed with with how he's coming along as a player. Oh man, thank you very much. And and I, and I, I was I was impressed myself, not just from the touchdown, but from him getting stuck by the safety. I mean, every man he that's played. 
Oh yeah, oh he sucked it up. Every man that played and see his kid do something like that to take it like that over the middle. Oh dude, I was more impressed with that than the touchdown because and and that's the weight training program. That's the weight room. He ate yep. that. So I mean, I love it, man. I, I love what you guys are doing. But not just him, but the entire offense, the entire defense. And I'm always going to be a proponent. I'm not calling in to talk about my son. Again, I'm calling in to talk about the tight end unit. You know, and, and uh, Gary, I'm I'm pretty sure you play chess. Anyone else that's played, coached, uh, chess is a big a proponent of this. You're not going to show your entire hand. Please don't think these coaches are dumb. But if you look, the first game we had a single player that was a 100-yard gainer. The second game we had a different player that was a 100-yard gainer. We still focused on the backs. So now every team that has to game plan for us is looking for this 100-yard receiver, that 100-yard receiver, the backs coming out of the backfield. And guess what? This last game we focused the H-backs, the tight ends. And that's what you have to do when you're playing chess. You can't show your entire hand. Well, you I just got to go they, different ways. They really focused on everybody. I mean, Rayshon Scott had it, nine Yes, balls. they did. Herb oh, my had, God, dude. Your, you know, your son oh. got three. They they got Tyree Brady involved, Najoku, Cage. Yes. They still, oh, they, man, yeah. They still threw the ball a, a little bit to Walton and Yearby. Stan had a catch. I mean, they're they're spreading the ball around. They're getting a lot of guys in the game. And, and every one of them yeah, is yeah. playing well. And, and guess what? Now, you also said that this was a heavy recruiting class. Guess who the recruits that were there? Running backs. They all, hey, I can run up the middle between the two, the four, the one, the three hole. But if I can catch the ball in the flats as a running back, we had a top recruit running back there. We had a top recruit wide receiver there. So if they're looking at this offense and they're saying, that's, and, and, and I'm sorry, I'm jumping all over the place because I've been waiting forever. I called in earlier today. But we was talking about recruiting. The number one recruiting tool is not just winning but how we're winning. We had those recruits in the stands, and those recruits got to see how we spread the ball around. Yep. They got to see how we spread the ball and around. They, and and they got a shot for that McCole Hardman kid from Georgia. Oh, exactly, dude. And I'm going to tell you this, the number one recruiting tool, of course, I know you know you've been doing this forever, it's winning. The number two is your program parents. Your program parents that are here and there, and it's, 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 it's integral. But the one thing we did was, and I'll say maybe maybe two versus three, a winning quarterback. Because that kid, that's a, a running back, saw that we have a number one, the, the top ACC quarterback in the country that passes the ball and can hit him in the flats. Yep. I mean, we did a great recruiting job this weekend with all the recruits that we had there. We we spread the ball all over the place. We showed that the Kager kid, that's a true freshman, can come in and get on the field. Now this next freshman that's a, that's uh, coming in can also say, hey, he played as a true freshman. I can play as a true freshman. The yep. recruiting is getting better and better, which is like I would, I would say for everyone. 
the recruiting under Al Golden is getting better and better, which is making the team better and better. They, I mean, they it's, just got to get better on the defensive side of the ball. That's it. I mean, they, uh, they oh, are, exactly. They're, they're doing a phenomenal and, job on the offensive side. And, and as far as the defensive end of the ball, guess what? This number one running back in the you know that came from Georgia, he may have a friend that he met on. The, the 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 tour, as you call it, or we'll call it the tour, that's a defensive player. Hey, dude, I see Miami is doing this, this, and this. You're yep. going to Miami. Their offense was one, two, three. They just need to spoof up their defense. I may go here with you because me and you are cool. You know, Gary, me and you went to school together. I may do this. Or, you know, you got to give it time to process. And, and you said it earlier when you was talking to the out-of-control well, we, we can't give guy. it too much time. Because uh, Chris Jr. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, he's no, 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 no. We we've had like, that, dude. We, the time is here. The time is here. We've given it the four years with Coach Golden. This is the year, dude. We 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 had some mishaps last year. Can't you can't overlook that. But this is the year. But you said earlier right. with with the out of yeah. control guy. You know they're three and zero. They got to go to Cincinnati. He's, that's and, what and I was then, getting ready to go to. Don't let it. Don't That's let what it I was going to go up to on that Thursday night, and then and then it's it's the the program on the line part two <laughs> up until no, that. no, it's not going to happen, dude. And that's what I was going to go to. We're going to Cincinnati, which we cannot overlook. Cincinnati was picked to win the AAC, yep. but you can't you can't sleep on any anybody anyone. And in our point, you know, in our situation, we can't sleep on anyone. We just have to be prepared. And go up there and do what we have to do. Then we'll go to Florida State. We got to take a game in the game. I just hadn't seen anyone that said, "You got to enjoy this moment right here." We're three and zero. There are teams that was in the preseason top twenty-five that are not there anymore because we're so worried and negative about down the road. We can't enjoy it right now. We're three and zero, and if you called in and you listened to the fans. The the alumni and this, you would think we were zero three. The banners flying, I tell you now. Well, the coaches, the kids don't even pay coach, attention. By the way, that guy you were listening. Yeah, to he's not. He's not. He he was a he was a he was a uh, inebriated wannabe. <laughs> but you know what? The, the, I tell you, it's it's a waste of time because the coaches and the and the, the kids. Don't pay attention to that stuff. Those kids celebrated in the locker room because they went from a very high point to a very low point, and they grabbed their bootstraps, and they were able to pull that win out, which would elate anybody, dude, after you go through all that. And, and like I, the one caller that just came off, the, the guy that just got off made so many good points. When you lose your top – Defensive players, equate that to losing your top offensive players, and you still pulled out a win. You know, it's incredible. We are having an incredible season, and we're 3-0, and and we can't just enjoy that win. Before Nebraska and people were picking Nebraska to win, at the beginning of the season, Nebraska was ranked above us, and everybody was on Nebraska's job. But now that, you know, we had one and two games, we played Nebraska. Oh, Nebraska ain't that good. We're not worried about them. Man, let's just enjoy what's going on. Because I'm telling you, I'm I'm on a ride right now, dude, because I see the finish line. This this is unbelievable. It's incredible. 
the offense well, is really going to be a juggernaut. You, oh, it's, I mean, it's, if you play good. chess, Gary, do you do you play chess? No, but I I I know what you're saying. Oh my god! And, and yeah, if you of, if you play if you're a chess player, you got to look at what the offense is doing and and, when, and the the pieces that they're moving around. Yeah, they took, I love, they, and, and you know because my son is there, they took my son out, ran the same play, and another kid scored on the yes. same play. Yep. Come yeah, on, I dude. I mean, it's 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 not focused on that kid. It's focused yeah. on the program. And the yeah, are, we threw an interception to. I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead. The players are developing. You know, it, it, you, it's, it's so, man, you you assess the bomb. That's the key right there. You got to look at player development, not what they did when they was there. You got to look at player development, and their player development is on point. And I'm sorry, you know. I'm looking at a replay, DVDR. I'm looking at a replay of the game right now, and I just seen David Njoku yep. run a play in the first quarter. But guess what? That was the same play he ran in high school. So guess what? Those coaches are taking the plays, and, you know, I don't talk to coaches. My son is on the team. We don't get into strategics and all this other stuff. But guess what? They just ran a play for a kid who got recruited to them, and it was the same play he ran in high school. So he's comfortable with that play. So if they get him on the field and he runs that play like he just did and picked up the first down, guess what? That's a win. <laughs> you know, we, so we, we guys that call in really got to understand what's going on. You know, I played in high school. I coached. I've coached for the last 15 years. But it's a lot of these people that call in and say, oh, I played and I coached. And it's, you would know what's going on with this program. You would see stuff like that and understand that was on David Njoku's highlight tape. We just ran the same play that he's familiar with. These coaches eh, might know what they're doing. You know. And yep. I mean, I could get a and, lot and, deeper, but you know, it, well, it's, it's, it's amazing that we can't be happy as a fan base. And I say we, of course, my son is just a sophomore. I've been there two years, and I'm still saying we. But we we can't be happy as a fan base to understand what's going on. If anybody doubt me, look at David Njoku's highlight tape when he was in high school, and look at the play that they just ran for him, and you'll see the same play. Just got to get it going with, to the, at this level on the other side of the operation. That's man, it's no problem. We got that, man. We got a great quarterback. The one guy alluded to the fact that your whole program is based off that quarterback. And then from that quarterback, it's based off the offensive line. Offensive line is, is, is building every week, and it's looking good. Yeah, just don't ask me I mean, to yeah. play power football. That's all. I mean, that's not nah, it, Not right now. Not, not right, right but, now. But guess what? No. Those running backs are hitting those holes, and Joey Herbie with that cutback. Oh, my God. I practice that myself. I can't do that at work, but I'm still practicing because you never know when you might need that. <laughs> you know? But, I mean, it's getting there, dude. We're getting it done. Let's just, let's just have fun with this. The program right now is at a point that we have not been in in a long time, from what I heard, the history, and so forth and so on. But you got a, a franchise quarterback. Let's enjoy this dude. Let him come along. The defense is coming along every game. And I promise you, they're going to get better every game. I like the last game because we were up. Then we lost the lead, and the defense, with all the injuries, had to dig in and bow their backs. 
hence the interception. Man, let's let's just enjoy this. Let's have fun with this. <laughs> I won't be at the Cincinnati game. I'm out of town working. I'm in Denver. But I, you know what? And, and speaking of Denver, man, the alumni association for this Miami Hurricanes team. I went. I'm in Denver working for two months. Go online, find this tavern that's in downtown Denver, right across from the core station. I give them their props. And that alumni association, you would not be able to tell that this program had had some bad years by that alumni association. They're in, they've taken over a bar. In Denver, huh? They're putting a game in Den, downtown Denver, right across the street from Coors. And it's kind of ironic because their spot is right across from the Florida State spot, and it's, it's hilarious. But in Denver, dude, with me working there, I was able to go online, find that alumni association, go down there and watch the game. They're giving away UM mugs. You would not be able to tell these people that this was a team that did not win the championship last year. With their with their uh, spirit, their enthusiasm, I mean, it's unbelievable. That's so great. I would like to give out a big, big ups to all those alumni associations like that around the country as far as I know. I've been to the one in Denver. And, matter of fact, last week I just went to the one in Atlanta, which is where I'm from. I mean, we, we got – and when those guys – Celebrated. One guy made the the drunk guy made the thing. They're in the locker room celebrating like they just no. They're in the locker room celebrating because they put in all their hard work and they've yes. seen it pay off. And their they've kids seen it pay and, off. And, and, and they're joyful. They're nineteen year old kids. Right. Why would anybody yeah, be offended you, by that? Why? I don't yes, get it. Yes. If that's your team, you should yeah, you yeah, should yeah. be jumping up and down as an old dude. When you see that, as inebriated as you are, you should be jumping up and down. Yeah. Not you. I'm talking about the guy that called in. No, I because agree. Because those I, kids I, I, put in a hard work. Show me. I mean, I've been trying to, to to reason with some of these guys because it, you it, got it, to. It, it, I don't understand. I'm seeing so much misery out there. And and, and they, you know, they swear they're 0-3. You would think they're 0-3. And I'll tell you this. One thing I was going to tell you about the show is you should have – Someone on there, a three-way call that would tell you to drop this guy. I hate when people call in and say, oh, "I'm such a huge fan. I did this. I got well, on Miami underwear." We we yeah, try to get yeah, but, you know, I mean, but this, this, and this. But you know what? Those kids celebrated because they knew they were up. They enjoyed the moment. We do it as adults, and now what you're doing is you're smashing what some kids are doing. Because they know what the hard work, you know, and not because I'm a parent, but I hadn't seen my son in like four months because every chance he got to come home, he's like, nope, we got to put in some work. And, this, and that's, in the, you know, my, well, my opinion of it. I I, we got to put as, in work. We're doing this. As an objective observer, I will, I'll, I will tell you it is apparent that the work that he's doing is paying off because he's just getting better and better, and he looked – I thought he looked phenomenal on the field on Saturday. Man, thank you. And not just him, that entire tight yeah. end. And, I, and I'm going to tell you, and, and this is on your network, dude, you haven't even seen Jake O'Donnell yet. Jake O'Donnell is phenomenal, dude. Right. I mean, now that far. entire – I don't think you're going to see Jake O'Donnell. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about – no, this is my – uh uh-uh. uh. It's still chess. It's still chess, Gary. That's what I'm saying. It's still chess because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. 
And one guy mentioned a fullback. It's still chess. Jake O'Donnell is going to develop and be a big part. And the new fullback, number 40, that we got in that was teaching somewhere, he's going to be, be a big part of it. Jake O'Donnell is going to get drafted in the NFL. Right. I mean, I'm telling you, he's a tough kid from Philadelphia. He's hard-nosed. He's used to playing in the cold. And I'm going to step out there, Gary, because me and you, I feel like we're close. Jake O'Donnell's going to get drafted by the New England Patriots. You think? Yeah. All right. Yeah, just, I'm going right to yeah, write that one down on a on, on a. On write a it down, right? Gary. We're yeah. going to be around each other for a couple of years, Gary, so get used to me. All right. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it up on my wall. All right, hey, um, yeah, dude. Got, I've only got about 27 minutes left here, so let me uh, let some I know, dude. Here. I appreciate you talking no, to me. Thank you so, so much for calling in. I love your calls, and uh, give us a call next Tuesday night. No problem, man. I'm always calling in, and I'm always listening, man. Enjoy. All right. Thank you so much. Later. Yep. Good, good talking. All right, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. Let's go now to... The 202, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hello? Yep, that's you. Hey, how you doing? Well, you guys doing, doing good. Who's this? Uh, this is uh, this is Kane Fran from D.C. Hey, what's up, man? What you got for us tonight? Shoot. Uh, nothing, yeah, nothing, just nothing much. Um, um, the last caller was, you know, was white. But, like, uh, most of the things that he was saying that was truly white was coming from the offense. See, people may concern it's the defense, not the offense. No doubt about it, and and, and that, that side of the organization the office, right it's, now, it's, that, that that side of the organization right now is is, is a long way behind the offensive watching, side. Uh, in in watching, in, uh, in a lot of ways, and and they've got to catch up. And this program cannot achieve at the level that it wants if that side of the deal can't. doesn't catch up. No doubt. And, but the all that said, I thought Mark did a great job Saturday. I think he maximized yeah, he, he, he what he could he do did, with what he, he had. Did. He, he he really did. Um, the other guy, uh, Muhammad, and and then um and then, and then uh, Chad Thomas did an excellent job. Every time you see a pressure, it was coming from them too. I'm like, why are you not putting these guys constantly, constantly? You know, you know what I'm saying? Muhammad was so great. I was like, wow, this guy looked like. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, he's gonna be a first round pick. I don't think those guys should be off the field unless they're exhausted. They don't. And they certainly. And they certainly should not be off the field together, which is what I've been seeing go on. And that's an adjustment I hope that they think of making because you, you don't want, you can't take both those guys off the field at the same time. Yeah, my only concern is, is just the defense. The offense is fine. They're moving the ball. You know what I'm saying? We know, we know that we have an offense. We know we have an offense. The only problem with the offense is like later on, like after week eight or something like that, they're not mixing up. You know what I'm saying? They're not switching the whole thing back up. Because after you know later on later on in the season, teams already got teams already know what you're doing offense wise. So like you got to mix them up. That's the only problem. So later on it gets you know after like when you have like three more games left or four more games left, teams already know your system offense wise. If you check the last two years, it happened before. Like we started real hot on offense. After that, later on it started you know declining because they try to do the same thing on offense too. But the offense is fine. It's just the defense, the defense, the defense. That's it. That's the main concern. Just defense. Fix it. Just fix it. You fix no it. No doubt about it. But you can't, you you can't fix your it during the year. You fix you know, it, then you're going to save your job. They're running with what they've run right now. They can't. And, and I think it's a couple-year rebuild on that side of the ball. But they better start recruiting some impact players over there. But, but it's, it's been four years with at, him. At, 
you know, they got a couple good linebackers, I think, in this next recruiting class if it sticks together. Uh, got to find some defensive linemen. Absolutely must. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then, uh, you got uh, anything else tonight? I got a like, bunch of guys I want yeah, to try yeah. to get on. You got anything good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more thing. Oh, what you think about Alabama losing? It was so good. I liked it. They, like, to me, uh, to me, they're like, oh, I hate it. No, 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 I'm not surprised. I can't me, they, believe, I cannot me, believe how good, they are overrated. how good Ole Miss has become. Ole Miss is a good Alabama football is, team. Oh, um, they've bought, they're, they're, it's uh, the most crooked program in America. They've, they've bought their whole team, but they're good. <laughs> Alabama is, is overrated. When you play Wisconsin in week one Al- and you Alabama, you're overrated Al- to me. Alabama's struggling. They could have played somebody else. They're secondary they somebody struggling. Else. You know, it's when, bad. When, they can't, you know, they not, can't check nobody. Well, I sit here and I talk about, you know, I like red shirt. I'm a big believer in red shirting, and people are getting annoyed with me. I talk about it too much. But, you know, when you see a true freshman walk into Alabama and play in the secondary, you know that that they've made some mistakes there and they're having some problems. And uh, those kids were getting torched the other night and turning receivers loose and things like that, which is what happens when you have to play. Nick Saban, coach, and everybody thinks he's God. He's the DB coach, but he's kind of like the assistant DB coach, and he's great with DBs. And they were turning receivers loose the other night. Nick Saban is like, everything must go his way. They also turned the ball over five times. And you turn it over five times, you yeah but, yeah, but anyway, uh, we got to beat Florida State because Florida State is not it's not looking good at all. I watched the other game against Boston College. Florida State is not looking good at all. They're not the same team. The defense is great. That's a tough wise, place man, to go play, problem. I mean, you remember back when Miami had all those great teams and how hard of a time they would have in those road games at Boston College? Remember the year when yeah. it took that, that great play by Ed Reed at the end to save the game and – uh, they yep, had a few yep. really tough games. Boston College and a night game on the road. It, the way, it, the style that they play, it, it, it's very, very tough. Oh man, that was great. So man, Boston that was College, great. That was great. All right, yeah, hey, hundred yeah, percent, hundred percent. Okay, no problem. Thank you very much. All right, I'll, give, I'll, give I'll keep you I will give us a call next Tuesday. All right, let's go out now to the three four seven. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey Gary, what's up? BK Hurricane. Hey, what's up, BK? Talk to us. What you got this week? What's going on? Uh, real quick, I'm gonna be fast. I'm gonna let everybody else get on. I know that we don't have that much time, Gary. Uh, one thing. Well, a couple things, really. Um, you know, everybody's talking about a three and zero start, but we've been there, done that before. It's not how you start; it's how you finish. That's number one. Number two is that uh, you know, uh, I was thinking about it all day. I think the worst thing that could happen to the University of Miami going forward is if Al Golden is retained under any circumstance at this school. It's going to set us back another five years because D'Onofrio is not going anywhere. That's number two. Number three is as good as we looked on offense, we're technically not an elite offense yet because we can't convert third downs. If we, if we would have com- converted at least three or four more third downs, it probably would have put another 14 points up on the board. Yeah, but you're, you're only three so weeks in. Okay, so they, they, should, they should improve. continue to improve. Well, this is when the schedule gets harder. So let's see us yeah. improve against Florida State. No, so let's see us improve against. Let's they need to improve, improve there on offense. They need to improve on third down. They need to improve in the red zone, and they need to they need to take a look at what they're doing in the power running game because with this offensive line, it's not working, and they're getting stuffed on almost every play. Right. Everything so that happened great, against Nebraska. As great as they're doing on offense, they still have those things to work on. 
Uh, on defense, they they, they just got to work on they got to work on consistency, and they got to somehow find a way to get to the quarterback. Right, and those are huge deficiencies on offense. When you're you could get away with those deficiencies playing a team like Nebraska, which is obviously in a transition year, breaking in a new coach. He doesn't have the you know, he doesn't have the type of athletes he needs to run the system that he's used to running. Basically, he inherited a spread system, and that's not the type of system he coached, but I'll commend Riley for adapting, which is something yeah. that but they're, uh, they're bigger problems D'Onofrio the, does not do enough, very well. They don't have enough players in the secondary right now. That's why you saw them get absolutely right. torn. Right. I, underst- I understand that, but... It's also you know, why they like did this... satellite, by the way, it's also why you saw Nebraska have a satellite camp in Dade County this summer. Well, you know, it's a smart thing to do. It's a smart thing to do because any low third star, any low three star out of Florida is going to go to Nebraska. They're going to coach him up. They bring, and Mike Riley brought in a quality coaching staff, and they're going to look amazing. They're going to look amazing in the Big 12. They're going to look freaking amazing. You know, that's that's Miami's problem. It's not you could have five stars all across the defense and we still won't know how to adapt. Every quality opponent we have going forward, I mean every quality opponent that we're going to be playing going forward, all they have to do is listen. We know Miami's going to throw everything but the kitchen sink at us in the first half and they're going to do pretty good at that. And then we're just going to adjust in the second half and beat them anyway because in five years we have not shown that we could make good second-half adjustments. Everybody's raving about this first three quarters that we have against Nebraska. We had a better two quarters against Florida State. That impresses me more than what we did against Nebraska. Nebraska's an okay team. What we did against Florida State last year in the first two quarters was more impressive because that was Florida State. Well, it was, comp- it was comparable. That was Florida, yeah, State. Florida State. No one team. should be happy. No one should be happy right now that we're 3-0. and We've been there, done that before. We were seven wins in one time, and we ended up losing the last three of okay, you know, the last it's four none games of, that matter, of the None of that is going to impact what happens this year. Come on. Uh, yeah, no, that happens, I understand that, that none of that is going to impact, but yeah. this is just um, – listen, you have to – are everything, you know, all this you're hearing about, oh, we're not this, we're not that, is based off of our history. Our history proves that we have starts like this. And our history also proves that we're going to bomb at the end because for some reason it's okay, as and, if the coaches put play everything out that, that they have in the beginning. I don't understand you guys that are stooming and glooming and, and saying because it happened in past seasons, definitely no, going to happen. Sure, no, I'm not, not saying like that, that it's definitely. It, no. It no. And, and if it does, don't come back on here and say, Gary, I told you so. I agree with you no, that it no. might happen. But, 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 but just because that happened in the past is not a guarantee it's going to happen this year. But – I think what people are saying is this. How could you expect a different result when you keep doing the same thing? So why is it any different? Denofrio hasn't done anything but, different. Denofrio has not look, done anything different, so why should no, we all rally behind Denofrio and hope for the best when he's okay, done absolutely doing, nothing different? What they were doing, which I completely acknowledge, is with average personnel for the first three quarters the other night looked pretty good. But that's so the point. We do not have at, 
I'm going to give you a perfect example. We do not have average personnel. The guys that we do we have, have average personnel. You're getting nothing. No, what we have, no, what we have is a How bunch of South Florida kids. Belongs at Miami. One. Well, well, Gary, let me explain this to you. Maybe Norton, and he's a true freshman. Norton is a true freshman. We brought in Myrtle, Jelani Hamilton. The kid was Myrtle almost Myrtle a freaking. Should be backup. Let, let me explain. Myrtle should be a backup at Miami. You're getting nothing out of all Kamala. these kids. You're getting, you're all getting these nothing kids. out no, of Kamala's Kamala. a different story. You're getting nothing out of Kamala. Was you're getting a, nothing out of Jelani Hamilton. You can go on and on. You're getting Kamala, nothing out of Michael. Nothing out of Michael Weish. That's five. Okay, and let me give. We're not getting nothing out of anybody. I just mentioned That's five point. scholarships and, at one position. But Gary, you could go across the defensive line, and we're not getting anything out of anybody. Do you? Would That's you like to know I'm why? Saying. It's not the recruiting. Well, it, it it's not the recruiting. It's, it's not the recruiting. Gary, Gary, you have teams. You have teams from. Hold on, Gary. You have teams from all over the country coming into South Florida, into Florida, and hand picking three star kids. Not defensive tackles. And in some cases, no. And in some cases, two star kids. Yeah, for some, for whatever reason, South Florida. For example, not USF. USF, I'll take their defensive line against our defensive line right now. But if you look at the recruiting classes, we had better recruiting classes on the defensive line than USF, but I will take their defensive line right now because of the one thing. They have better coaching. I'm not buying into the whole we don't have the talent. I'm listening to, U- I'm listening to ESPN today, and somebody brings up how Artie Burns may leave this year because he's going to be a first-round draft pick. I'm like, What? Oh yeah, no, that, that's for real. He he, he watching, might he might leave I, after this year. I'm watching um, ESPN and I'm listening. No, I think it was CBS, and I'm listening to Gus Malzahn drool over Brad Kaya, talking about how Brad, how how you know he's bringing in Sean White is, and he compared him every single way to Brad Kaya, and he's drooling all over Brad Kaya. It's not. All right, Gary, hey, hey, hey coach. I gotta get I gotta get it, some other guys on. It's the coaching. All right. I got to let some it's other guys talk. We have so the person. All right, Gary. Thanks a lot, right. but I'm, I'm not buying on, it. I'm, it's the I'm coaching. Put you on hold. Yeah, give us a call next Tuesday. All right, let's go out now to the uh, 601, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. You there? Going once, twice. Sorry, got to call back. Uh, let's go to the 310. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? Uh, righteous Kane. Hey, what's up, Righteous? Go ahead, talk to uh, us. Good evening. Yeah, so real quick, uh, in your opinion, um, if things continue to click with the offense and the special teams, do you think that can carry us to a potential ACC championship? Thinking that the, the, the third downs conversions can be a little more consistent, and if our special teams can perform exactly the way they did on Saturday, which I thought was you know nearly flawless. Well, it's going to depend on how Georgia Tech does the way I look at it. I mean, I I think they're going to have a really tough time defending Georgia Tech's offense again. I you know, that game that game to me is problematic. Um obviously, you know, I, I like their chances against Florida State and Clemson right now better than I like their mm-hmm. chances against Georgia Tech after watching the first part of the season. And I know Georgia Tech got roughed up a little bit at Notre Dame and uh Miami's going to be able to move the ball and, and score on them, I think. I just I I just think that they're going to have a really, really tough time defending 
that offense again. And so we'll see what happens there. May, I hope I'm wrong, but um, obviously they're going to they're in the mix. It's it, it, it's they're just going to you just got to take it one week at a time. I mean, you know, Virginia Tech is going to be a tough out, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. You know, Georgia right. Tech, Especially FSU, they played Dwayne Lawson against us, and FSU, Clemson, Georgia Tech. I mean, that's four just absolutely bare of conference games. And that's before right. you even consider Virginia, which always gives them trouble. So you just got to go to one. Yeah. 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 It's one week one at a time, time, man. It really is. I mean, it, I know, I know it's a cliche, but it's one week at mm-hmm. a time with this team. Oh, I agree. And one last thing. I, I believe this 2014 class that we had last year, I, I think it's starting to already pay dividends. You see how a lot of those recruits performed. On Saturday, you saw Yearby, Kaya, Herndon, Majoku. You're seeing that starting to pay off a little bit already. This, this very young, exciting talent from the 2014 class. I think that might be a class we look back on as the foundation that helped bring Miami back to the top. Of course, it's still going to take some time, but I, I think I think this is a, a very special class that's performing. I'm very proud yep. of them. Yeah, they look good. All right, you got anything else right. tonight? Thank you, sir. You that's got it, man. Thank give, you, sir. Give us, give us a call next week. Thanks for being part of the show. All right, let's go now to the 803. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. How you doing? Doing good. Who's this? This is Eddie. Um, at the beginning of the show, you asked how the fan base wasn't excited about a 3-0 start. I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but I'll tell you why I'm not. Is because the bottom line is, is Golden doesn't know how to win. You look at the Florida State game last year, and I know that doesn't mean anything this year, but... Then you look at the Nebraska game this year. I mean, God forbid we'd only been up by 20 in the fourth yeah, quarter what, with nine what minutes to go. What did he do wrong? Like he, I, you know, I'm missing something. I don't know. I mean, Tracy Howard and Jamal Carter screwed up that play in the end zone. Tracy okay, Howard got beat on the next one. I mean, he, he, didn't, he wasn't even looking. At, like, he was totally turned around and didn't even look for the football. I mean, that's not – I mean – I can't believe that the, that's how coaching. About, but how about the offensive play calling? When you're up, when you're up 23, I mean, pretty well you're going to win. I know we won, but they had to win in overtime. If they wouldn't have got the turnover, he'd have lost that game. He'd have found a way to lose because that's what he's done for five years. He's found a way to lose. That's you know, it's just the bottom line. You know, tell me I'm wrong. Well, yesterday they found a way to win. Maybe they're turning it around. All I'm saying is give them a chance, man. You know, give them a chance. They won the other day. You're right. They would have I, lost that game in the past. Yeah. Let, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Um, you said to a caller earlier that Chad Thomas hasn't developed because he hasn't got the plays to develop. Well, I think he needs to that, be out there more. He, he's their best right. defensive lineman, and he needs to be on the right. field as as many reps as he could physically handle in a big game like that. He needs to be out there. Okay. Right, you're and you're right. But my point is, is why doesn't that same idea apply to the running by Gray? I because he's, he's the third the best guy. Two. You're right, and, but Chad Thomas he's is not the second best guy. He's, he's second. He's second string. Chad, right. Chad Thomas is Wait, second string. But you said I'm going to tell you the God honest truth, okay? Because I don't understand the the absolute obsession with this kid. He's a very he's a good prospect. He's a good player. He is not even close to Mark Walton and Joe Yearby. Oh no, no, Gary. I know. Believe me, I, 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 I see it. You know, well, what's I, there's, there's you know, probably Mark the, the, the thing is. Like, I'll tell you the thing. The thing is, is Yearby, Yearby hit a wall last year. He's a freshman. I'm expecting Walton to do the same thing. 
They don't have anybody else behind Yerby after Walton hits the wall. I'm not and let's say Yerby gets okay. Well, <laughs> let's say Yerby good, gets hurt. Man, they are good. Did you but, see that run that Yerby had I, the other I, day? I know. Where it, I, I understand. Where he made both the great them, move and, them, then he, and then he powered through the secondary. There might not be 20 backs in the country better than either one of those guys. I realize they're good, but one of them is probably going to get hurt. I mean, they need to get and, Grace and if and that happens, hopefully it doesn't. If that happens, then you're going to see Trayon Gray start getting more reps. And, and why not? I don't see why they don't give him a try on third and one. I mean, I, and this is another thing. Well, playing, I would say that playing, one of the problems that playing, he's had is, is he, he didn't grow up a running back, and he runs too high. Okay, and if you're going to be a short yardage back, you got to learn to get that pad level down and get low. Okay, maybe so, it's just me. I would have rather I would have rather let Gray uh, been behind center when they brought Rozier in the other day in the red zone. I mean, they're having trouble in the red zone. Why not let him be behind center? He can run. He can run better than Rozier. And, and he, like you said, he was a quarterback in college, so they wouldn't know what he was going to do. They need to do something a little different because. Playing Bethune Cookman when they can say, "Hey, we look at third down, like it's second down." Well, when you play a better team, let them be on the fifty-yard line against uh, just your average ACC team. Then their third third down is not—they're not going to look at third down like second down. You know, they better not. I mean, you know, that's just my two cents. I don't know. They don't pay me as much as you know. They don't pay me anything. They pay these guys, but it doesn't look like they know what they're doing. And and uh, the offensive coordinator, I mean, he he games he games before the game starts. He, he it looks like he plans pretty well, but when things get going tough and he's got to think on the fly, it, it's like he can't. I, I know the Golden and and Coach D cannot, but it looks like Coley can't either. I mean, there was a video uh, like two or three years ago. Uh, you had it on on your website, and they were asking Coach Coley about some kid, and they said. Uh, do you think you'll have to burn the shirt? And it took this guy like a couple of seconds to even get what the reporter was asking him. And then he said, oh, I get what you're saying. Like, how can you not get that? I mean, it's just – and that's just – you know, I know that doesn't mean anything. It just stuck out to me. He just doesn't think on the fly. I mean, that's just my – sort of Just keep me on I mean, well, is everything is is everything perfect? No, but he's doing a pretty good job, and he'll keep working at those couple of things he has to work on. All right, hey, thank you for being part of the show. Uh, give us a call again next week. Let's go to the nine eight five. You're on Kane Sport Live. Oh, Gary. Hey, Swagger for life here. Hey, what's going on, man? Talk to us. <laughs> Last few calls, man, are giving me a headache. Are we three and zero? That's what I've been trying to say. I mean, I don't understand why everybody wants to be so upset. I don't get it either. I mean, I called in last week and kind of complained a little bit about the defense. I thought it was a great, a great job, you know, for three and a half quarters against against you know the Nebraska team. Everybody thought that was going to come in here and give us a challenge. You know, yep. we owned that game for three and a half quarters. They fell apart at the end. They, there were some bad yeah. plays. Bad plays out there, no doubt about it. But for you, but you're right. For three quarters, they were pretty darn good and played at a level that we haven't seen in a good football game in a long time. Absolutely, and absolutely, the past few years, two, three, four years, we'd have lost that game, no question. If question. we'd have been in that situation with the teams that we've had the past couple of years, no question about it. That's improvement to me. That's improvement. Am I happy about what happened on defense in the fourth quarter? No, but. 
teams got to learn how to win, too, in situations like that. How to how to go in for the kill, step on the throat, yada, yada, all those things. So that's something that they can take from it, learn, and, and move forward. And I guess that's, that's what I want to end the, 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 the show off on here tonight. Moving forward, Gary, now that we know what we know, we're at 3-0, Cincinnati coming up here, and then we get into the meat of the ACC schedule. I mean, looking at these teams, and I posted about this earlier, I'm not as concerned with Florida State and Clemson as I am about Georgia Tech. Watching Florida State and Clemson, very underwhelming so far. I don't know if anybody feels the same way, but I just I feel like we've got, I mean, we got the best chance to beat Florida State this year as we've had in the past five, six, seven years. Yep, I agree. You know, last time, uh, just watching them play. Uh, the only thing that bugs me, that, that worries me about Florida State is Dalvin Cook and Golson's legs. Um, if we can stop that, they don't have much else. Clemson, yep. same thing. Go ahead. Yeah, I agree. Clemson, same thing. I mean, Deshaun Watson is good, but he hasn't, you know, been. I mean, I'll take Brad Kai over Deshaun Watson today, you know, hands down. Uh, just just from watching them play. Um, I mean, that's basically all I would say. I mean, about the game, I mean, yeah, okay. Power running game, we don't have. Power offensive line blocking, we don't have. But that's kind of nitpicking. We got a ton of weapons on offense. Defense got better. I thought sort of as good as better can get. But let's be positive, man. It's, we're 3-0. and We're going into, you know, we're going into the meat of our schedule we're probably going to be 4-0 and going into Florida State in the Dope Campbell. I don't really see the pass-happy Cincinnati team giving us a problem just because the strength of this team is secondary, even without Carter and Bush uh, in the first half. Uh, you know, we got Honey Four praising you, Miami alum, on Sport right now. Are you kidding me? Give me a break. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you kidding me? I promise you, we'll get rid of that real quick. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No, you don't have to worry about that one. Oh. All right, hey, All let, right, let me let some other people get on. Give us a call next Tuesday. Yeah, thanks a lot. You got it, man. Have a good night. All right, I'm going to try to squeeze a couple more quick ones in here. Uh, if you can, just keep your comments brief. Let's go to the uh, – Five. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Yeah, hi, it's uh, Gary. It's George from uh, Reno. Uh, listen, uh, my uh, in my uh, cons- uh, uh, concern is not with the defense as much as it is with the offense. Uh, I'm, I'm really happy with the results, but uh, you know, Coley uh, puts together a fantastic game plan, and. Um, and it works very, you know, every, every game he gets off to a great start. We almost score every time we have the ball. And then he does well in the second half. It starts at the third quarter. But in the fourth quarter, you know, we get we got outscored against Louisville 17-3, Georgia Tech 14-3, FSU 20-3, Virginia 17-6, Pitt 14-10, Nebraska 30-16. I mean, so, you know. Okay, but we, George, did we, you see what got took, what got taken off the board in the fourth quarter the other day? I mean, you know, you had a touchdown called, two, I think two touchdowns called back, um, and then you had that big play to Rayshon Scott taken off the board. I mean, you know, that's a big deal. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. That's true. But it's you because, know, um, so I was remember, a part of that. Touchdown taken off the board because of a holding penalty. Not only is is it off 
court, but but now you're like second and twenty or third and twenty. I mean, you can't overcome yeah. that. Yeah, I understand that. They but, also, but, hey George, they also it, had a, they also had two short yardage plays in the fourth quarter, uh, one second one and third and yeah, one yeah. where they failed. That was a big deal, uh, and they had to settle for a field goal there. And then they they had the other one, which was the interception. So they had some bad things happen in the fourth quarter. But you, that let me ask you a question. Do you think do you think that he uh, he practices some plays that he just reserves for the second half? Because I played I played quarterback in college, and uh, you know you know I always thought we I, before every game we had a plan not only for you know we had plan for the second half the practice plays for the second half uh, it, it, depending on. The way uh, you know the what adjustments they were made, but we didn't show we didn't com- shoot our complete wad in the first half. And I, I question whether he has some of these plays because, for example, well, uh, I mean, why, I didn't see did, why didn't he roll out? Let me give in you the qu- fourth ask, quarter. Ask you, why didn't he? Why didn't? He, well, why didn't he on on those short and short downs? Why didn't he roll out Kai and let him do a pass option? Or why not take a run and throw to the tight end? I mean, on one of those plays. Uh, the linebackers jammed the front that, we, that stopped us uh, on the one-yard yep. line or two-yard line. Uh, I think you're identifying, you're identifying, and I agree with what you're saying, you're identifying some of the things they still have to work on. I mean, this is not a finished product. Yeah, and the, product. Other, the other thing is Ro- when they put Rosier in, everybody knew he was going to run. Why not just have him fake the, uh, you know, run to the side and throw a pass? And they, because they, he before would have, you can do that, you've got to establish that he's going to run, and that's what they were doing. Well, I mean, everybody, I mean, you'll they, see them come back to that at some point. I hope so. Okay, but my, my only point was that our offense is really not helping our defense in that fourth quarter. We, 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 we Coley, in my opinion, I, I agree with your, one of your calls. that said that he's he's not really good. He's great when he has time to plan, and you know, a week before a game. But he doesn't make adjustments, in my opinion. I, I just hope he can grow into that, you know, and. Uh, if, you know, if you ever got a chance to talk to him, I think you might want to ask him. This, you know, what, what, how do you guys go about making adjustments uh, when things are not working that worked in the first half? Well, there and was nothing. To adjust, there, there was nothing to adjust to in the game on Saturday. They, they, they moved the ball well the entire game. Just had a, if, if they didn't have those penalties, they would have had six hundred plus yards of offense. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that's we'll the fact. I mean, I want to, I want to see it the next thing. All I know is in the results of the last few years with Coley, is the uh, he 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 has not made the necessary adjustments on his offense to score in the fourth quarter. I mean, we've been outscored in almost every big game that he's called, and 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 that really, you know, we don't have the strong defense that we should have. But on the other hand, uh, the offense should have put up more points, and you know, and I don't think they put up any in that fourth quarter. So uh, maybe three or something, but uh, the bad and I agree this kind of, But it's always would you have loved it if that know? quarter was the second quarter and then <laughs> and everybody would have yeah, a whole exactly. Look. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think I think I think he, he he's got to he's got to get some plays that uh, you know like that that he that work off of the the plays that he did in the first half. He run some plays and then and they fake those plays for the second half. I mean, hey, how would you like to get the rap, fan, George? If you're a Nebraska fan, you're sitting there saying, "Man, I I wish Mike Riley could score in the first half." I mean, they had, they well, didn't have. No, let me tell you something. It wasn't Robinson. It was the drops. If they had yeah. all those drops in that first half, 
we we would have lost that game. I mean, well, so, for Miami, uh, it was it was the penalties and it was the failure in short yardage. Every yeah, team, yeah, exactly. Everybody's right. got yeah, problems. Yeah, yeah. All right, George. Hey, let's yeah, go to you, sleep, man. Okay. I know you're Thank three you. hours. You're 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 three hours earlier than us, but. Uh, it's it's after eleven here, and we've uh, we've been doing this for three hours. So um, we're gonna call it a night. We're gonna go to sleep and uh, give us a call next week. Thanks, George. All right, guys. Hey, great show tonight. Uh, I know there's a few of you that it, we're not getting on. I apologize. Uh, give us a call back next Tuesday night earlier, and we'll be sure to uh, hopefully get you on. Um, Want to thank everybody who participated in the show tonight. Thought it was a good show. And I'll leave you guys with, you know, just a, a, a simple word to say, at least consider just being happy. Have a good night, everybody.